All right, all right, all right, fire them up! Welcome to the Genre of Your Life podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and the genres that define us. This is episode number 41. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me, as always, are my amazing, amazing, amazing co-hosts and three of my best friends. First off, we have the one, the only, Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you today, my good sir? Doing good as always, doing good as always. How you doing? Uh, man, happy to be here with my three of my good friends, man. We have a fun show tonight, I'm sore. I want to thank you again, as always. For a really fun ass screening on Tuesday, man. Without you, those wouldn't be as fun. So again, my friend, hats off to you, sir. Nah, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always uh, a pleasure. Oh uh, man. Likewise. And next up on the list, number two, it's Mr. Joel Kindle and straight from Chicago. How are you today, my good sir? I'm good. I'm good. You know, living life. You know, life uh, might be turning around for me a little bit. Uh, you know, go. within these few weeks. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm you know, very excited, very happy. You know, it's going to be a good uh, few weeks, possibly. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, man. You're laying the foundation good, good. right now, my boy. Yes, sir. And last but not least, he's back, everybody, straight from Hollywood itself. It's Mr. Moses Lai. Welcome back, sir. How you been? Good. I'm good. You know, it's uh, it's great to be back. I, uh, you know, uh Long couple, a uh, couple weeks, and everything like that. But I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm here to, you know, talk about movies. And um, yeah, let's rock it. Hell yeah, man! I'm glad you're back. And yeah. we are glad you are back. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Um, this is Genre of Your Life podcast. Uh, as always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. I believe Google Podcasts now becoming YouTube Music. From what I understood, so if you if you're a Google podcast, one of the few of you, uh, they'll be transitioning to YouTube Music <laughs> <laughs> as a podcast platform. But again, wherever you get your podcast needs met, we have uh, you can find us there. We also have a full audio show on our YouTube page, YouTube.com/backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google, po- oh sorry, YouTube Music, <laughs> Amazon Music, or whatever, uh, please rate, review, subscribe, follow. Yeah, we want to hear from you both. Your your react your reaction your thoughts positive negative neutral we have been so uh, we feel so warm and so humbled with all the nice reactions and nice reviews that you've been putting on our Apple Podcast uh, comment section has been it's been very positive but even if it's a bad one we'll still take it please don't don't be shy comments hey feeling about the show or any kind of any kind of suggestions whatever we want to hear from you but seriously uh, your support means the world to us but again please don't forget. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, share the word with your favorite, share the word with us, with your with your fellow podcast friends, family, whatever. But as always, guys, thank you so much for your ongoing support. All right, boys. So, most of us really quick that we'll talk about before we do our Argyle review as well as our Matthew Vaughn ranking. So, Moses, as someone who's worked in the Academy Awards the past couple of years, someone who can I admire you, you see kind of see everything with kind of beauty of the show, beauty of you know films and movies, we kind of see everything. I mean, all of us kind of do. But you want to talk? I mean, you so the Oscars this year, it's kind of some things were kind of surprising, some things were kind of just like yeah, kind of thought, thought. So, what stood out to you 
the most as someone who's worked in the Oscars a couple of years, but like as just a fan, as a fan right now, what were some of the biggest surprises you took away from the uh, nominations this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, there was, um, there was a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of, you know, of course, some people might, you know, would consider sort of like snubs or, you know, but for, for, for me, you know, um, uh, there were, yeah, you know, there, there was a lot of films, you know, that I was definitely, you know, surprised by and everything like that, you know, that didn't get nominated or got nominated in general, you know, um, and, uh, you know, the one film that, of course, you know, I, I, I was hoping to get nominated and it did get nominated, um, you know, is this, um, is this film called, uh, you know, Past Lives. You know, we all knew that Oppenheimer was going to get nominated. I knew that. Everybody knew that. Uh, you know, you, we all knew Barbara was going to get nominated. But this little film that I watched, you know, with a friend of mine, uh, Past Lives, is um, it's literally about, you know, um, uh, this uh, woman who's basically reconnecting with an old friend. Um, you know, I think uh, like 20, 15 years later and everything. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I had a good time watching it. But there's, you know, there's been crazy talks about, you know, about how Margot Robbie didn't get nominated or, you know, how Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated for best, uh, best, you know, for best director. Didn't get nominated for, you know, um, for best director at the uh, at the awards and everything like that. So um, and, you know, it's I, I, I I'm, I'm kind of very much like, you know, it's I, I think. I think it being nominated for best picture overall is enough for, 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 for me, you know, and this is no hate or shade to Greta Gerwig because she is a talent. She is a very talented, you know, director, you know, uh, so as Margot Robbie as a talented, you know, actress too, as well. We all know that we all love, you know, their work. Um, but, you know, um, I'm just, I'm just happy that they got nominated for, you know, best picture. Um, uh, I watched the color purple, you know, film. That's the one that I was really hoping it would get nominated for best picture, but I'm glad it got nominated for, uh, at least one award, which is best supporting. I watched that movie and, you know, had a great time watching it. And, um, and yeah, I was really hoping it would get nominated for best picture, you know, uh, because it was really, you know, other than it being a musical too, as well, it was just a really, really enjoyable you know, film at the end of the day. So, um, and uh, yeah, The Holdovers, I watched that, you know, too as well. And, um, you know, don't tell nobody. There's a little tear that came out of my eye. But, um, <laughs> oh, damn. But, uh, oh, damn. But, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I had, a, I had a, you know, I had a good time. That, that movie was very wholesome, you know. Um, uh, there is a show that I, that I watch, you know, uh, called This Is Us. And everything, and it kind of gave, gave off that vibe because of how sweet it was and how pure uh, the story was and everything. And um, yeah, yeah. And uh, when it comes down to Oppenheimer, I am—I mean, come on, you know. Uh, if that movie does not win Best Picture, then there's going to be a problem somewhere, somewhere out there. Um, uh, and uh, when it comes down to Best Director for Christopher Nolan. I mean, uh, um, all these directors that have done an amazing job, you know, including, you know, Martin, you know, uh, Scorsese and everything like that, as well as, you know, Brad Pitt and um, and a few other directors, uh, you know, too, as well. 
Um, uh, but I, I think, you know, I think it's Christopher Nolan's year. Everybody knows it. If he doesn't win, then, uh, um, you know, you won't see a lot of Christopher Nolan fans, you know, uh, um, uh, being very, very upset and everything, including, including myself too as well, because I watched that film, you know, uh, in 70, you know, uh, in 70 millimeter, 70 millimeter and everything like that. And it was astonishing. It was moving. It was breathtaking. You know, it was everything that, you know, um, I could imagine when it comes down to, you know, uh, a, a uh, you know, a film, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, all these movies, you know, are great. There was a lot of, like I said, there was a lot of snubs, you know, um, and and um, a lot of films that I was really hoping that would get nominated, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, American Fiction was a film that I, that I watched uh, with a friend and um, had a good time. It was comedic. It had, it had very quick sort of like, a, you know, a comedic sort of like a lines that I did definitely, you know, uh, had a kick and um, yeah, you know, had a, had a, had a good time. There's two films here that I got that, you know, that I still got to watch, which is the zone of interest and also, you know, anatomy of a fall. Uh, those are films that uh, have a crazy amount of buzz right now uh, that I definitely got to check out, but I'm excited, you know, uh, no, no slaps this year. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, but <laughs> I, I, I just know it's going to be a great. I just know it's going to be a great year, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what happened, what happens. So, yeah, you, you know, you brought something interesting. You brought up Color Purple, and I feel like that movie for some reason. I don't know what happened with the release of WB, but. I remember that came out. I think it came out like Christmas, right? Some, around that time. And mm-hmm. a week, I think a week or two after it came out, I'm, 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 I had the Regal Pass, so I'm going to go with my Regal and go see it. And it was gone. Like, it was gone. And I was like, okay, where can I find it? It was the only theater it was playing. It was like somewhere in Phoenix. And I was like, mm-hmm. really? So I don't know what the WB strategy was for that or, or if it underperformed. But I thought it did pretty damn well, box office-wise, uh, for, the, for its budget. And I don't know why that was pulled so quickly. And they, I think you rent it now for like 20 bucks on like Amazon or something. But I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a shame that we got pulled from theaters so quickly. It may, it'll probably come back, I would assume, for the Oscar stuff. But right now, it just it got kind of just pulled. And I was like, well, that's odd. But uh, I yeah. it's, it's it's weird. It's weird to me. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. It, 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 got, it, got, it definitely got, got pulled, uh, you, know, um, you know, all of a sudden and everything, you know. But... I I was literally just, you know, like happy that it got nominated for at least, you know, one award, uh, which is, you know, best uh best supporting actress. Um, you know, Daniel Brooks is one of the uh supporting lead characters of that film and everything. I watched that and I loved the performance in, in that film and out of everybody, you know, in there, I was like, She she better get something or I'm coming for somebody, you know. <laughs> um, so uh which you know, which was uh which was really, really great. So um, there's, there's a few people here and this in this reporting, you know, category, you know, that, um, you know, that I really, really enjoy their, their performance and everything. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, great, great movies, you know, Spider-Man across Spider-Verse. And, uh, I, 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 you know, it's going to be very, if that wins again, you know, it's going to be very shocking, you know, but, uh, there's this little movie called the boy and the heron that I watched on uh, on IMAX and everything and man you know like a lot of a lot of um 
not a lot of animated films are, are you know you know breathtaking like that you know the only films the only film that i watched that was an animated film that was very breathtaking you know a while ago was you know uh, spider-man you know uh into the spider-verse you know uh that was the very first one that i watched and i was like man this is a very this is a very breathtaking anime animation movie and also just movie in general but when i watched the boy and the heron you know i was like wow you know uh spider-man definitely has some competition when it comes down to uh best animated feature but i'm excited to see what's going on so and uh yeah 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 yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, you, you, Danielle Brooks. I mean, she was really good. She was actually really good in uh, the Peacemaker series. She was yeah. really. She was really good. Yeah. She played uh, uh, Amanda Waller's daughter, and I thought like she added. Uh, uh, she she added a lot to that to that show. But uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad she again from the from seeing the trailers and the clips I've seen from Color Purple. I'm glad she's getting the recognition. Uh, but it's tough because I feel like I mean I I've been, ra- I've been raving about her since uh, Holdovers when I saw that at the, at the press screening. I thought Devine Joy Randolph, she's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Um, I mean, she's, yeah, she's, she's already, so you know, good. she's gonna, she's, she's gonna take it. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, because she's won every single award. Um, so you know, good. including Golden Globes. You know, including, you know, the, um, what is it, uh, the Critics Source Award too as well. She's won that, and the SAG Award are coming up too mm-hmm. as well. Or or soon, and she might she might even take that. So she, she's been literally, you know, eating every plate, you know, um, and uh, yeah, a phenomenal actress and everything. So um, she's definitely gonna gonna take it. So, um, but Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer, you know, she was literally one of my. She was like my, uh, you know, for her role in Oppenheimer, she was literally my, I think my second or third favorite like character in that film, you know. Because of that, you know, third third act of the film and everything like that, how you know her performance was, you know, I'm just glad that she's she's up here too as well. So and um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there is there um, a nomination, you know, Doug, that you are you know um, are excited that's up here when it comes down to uh, best picture? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it today. Actually, I was going over the list today. Actually, um, you know. I, I'm happy for the holdovers. I've been raving about this movie since I saw it back in October. I've just been this. I love this movie so much. Um, I do think I thought there was some. Uh, I do. Uh, I mean, Oppenheimer probably will win a lot of stuff, and I'm happy. Yeah, I think you said Chris Nolan definitely deserves it. I would like to see Paul Giamatti win best best actor over Killian Murphy. I know don't don't come yeah. at me. Don't come, don't come at me. Don't come at me. Anybody uh, <laughs> audience, but uh, it I uh, I thought I, I think Killian Murphy might will probably will take it. But I would love give, growing up growing up watching Paul Giamatti in so many different roles from you know Big Fat Liar to fucking straight out of Compton, you know, to this movie. Like he's a great, he's just a phenomenal actor, and I would love for him, I would love to see him. You know, because you know he's getting, he's getting a little older too. And a lot of roles like this might not be, you know, as a you might might come to him as much anymore. But I would love for him to take it. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if Killian Murphy takes it, and you know, rightfully so. The one thing oh, I'm touching what you said too, the animation thing. I was very surprised that I feel like the boy in the uh, Heron kind of came last minute and started saying, "Bye, Spider Man. I'm taking all the shit. Like I'm taking all the awards." <laughs> And I, I I was surprised by that, given how much the Academy and the industry just loves Spider Verse so much, both in, uh, both into and now across. 
and the the amount of artistry that they put into uh, Spider Verse. Again, again, I know the boy in Haran Studio Ghibli. The Ghibli again, beautiful. Some Spirited Away, Ponyo. Don't get me wrong, it's beautiful. But I was like, damn, Spider Verse was really kind of laying the groundwork. Like, yeah, this, this is our year. We're gonna win it again, guys. We're gonna win it again. And then, and then out come this movie. They're like, yeah, <laughs> sit your ass down. Like, yeah, you better you better stay over there. And <laughs> it's gonna be surprising if 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 the boy in Heron wins. It's also the guy's last Studio Ghibli movie, so kind of like kind of with a legacy Oscar. Not his last. Like this is not his first last Studio Ghibli movie. That's the thing. He said. It. <laughs> he he keeps saying. He said it several. Yeah. He said it a few times before. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a shit movie. Like he he does amazing movies. Like I grew up on Studio Ghibli. Like way before I started like watching anime, and like my parents allowed me to watch anime. Like my family like would like watch Studio Ghibli movies. Like you know, but like it, I I understand what you're saying though. Like this did come out like last minute, so for it to just like swoop in literally to just be like, yeah, I'm probably gonna steal all the shit from y'all. It is wild to me, but I also think it's, it. Also, I also think it has to do with like the with Studio Ghibli. The you know, it's like from childhood. There's a lot of fans. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. And so like it has. So like when people heard about it, like it was everywhere: TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Like it was all over the place. So you know, I feel like that contributes to it as well. I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard really good. So you know, yeah. Yeah. Again, they they have that. Studio Ghibli has a, a rich, like to your point, rich history of like from people our age to new generations to people behind before us. Like it's a, it has a very long history of just being groundbreaking animation. Uh, I, 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 like like you said, like I said, it was just that Spider Verse. Like the amount of like this movie, it took this it took like five years to make this movie and animation and just the all like the rendering. It's it's a very again, I mean it's 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 innovative to a degree. And I was like, I was like, wow. If, I mean, again, they won the best. They won the best picture, um, you know, back in uh, 20, 2019. and rightfully so. I mean, that 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 was just a moment of like, wow, this animation is new. It's breathtaking. But you know, they're still evolving the animation with Spider Verse and Sony, obviously. But I was like, again, it was just like the summer, like, oh, this animated movie of the year. This is the one because like they got like Elemental. I haven't seen Elemental, but like. There wasn't a lot of like animated movies like the way like used to be back in the day with like Finding Nemo and Toy Story and Coco and even Soul. Like there's not a lot of like stuff like I mean there still is, but like it's not really as like theatrical as it used to be. So the boy in the Heron, um, the Heron coming in last minute and saying, Thank you very much, this is mine now definitely caught me by surprise. And I would again I'm rooting for Spider Verse given like the talent, given the you know, Phil Lord Chris Miller, given the directors, giving Spider Man, which I love Spider Man as a character. But I would definitely be I definitely can't say I'll be surprised if the boy in uh, the heron wins. Uh but other than that, you know not too much. I mean I I definitely think Oppenheimer has a lot of this in the bag, just given like the moment it had. And you know, another thing too is that when I when people were so up in arms about uh, well, a few things before we you know, move on. My th- my my thing was that Greta Gerwig should have been nominated. And I don't want to sound like a, a you know like a asshole here or something like that. But from what I heard about Anatomy of a Fall, it's a movie about a fall, <laughs> and that's it. And I'm like, wait, what? 
And I don't want to like, I don't want to say no one's deserving of an of Oscar nomination. I don't want to say that, but like, how how do you direct a fall and get and get and you get nominated for an Oscar? <laughs> like, hey, we can go whatever we can go. We can go. We can go. We can go, we can, we can go like to LA tomorrow. I'll shoot. I'll, I'll I'll film you down the stairs. I'll call it walking down the stairs, and I'll get nominated for this. Like, you know, like you know, what I'm saying like I can film Nick tomorrow. Hey man, we're getting gas. We get hella cinematic, and boom, we we got we got it, man. Like. You know, like literally. So I'm just like, huh? Again, I don't want to sound again. I don't want to sound like cause I've seen the movie, so I don't, I don't want to talk too much, obviously, because I have not seen the movie. But I do think that, or even Zone of Interest too. I've seen Jonathan Glazer. I've seen him do um, it's that weird one, Charles Scarlett Johansson. Like she's oh, Under the Skin, which is kind of like that. So mm. she's, just, she's kind of seducing those men into her van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, but I was definitely surprised by Greta Gerwig not getting the nomination. Despite whatever anyone feels about the movie whatsoever, this movie made is the highest grossing WB movie of all time. It also you, crazy. That's you crazy. see her, you see so like Oppenheimer, you see like a Christopher Nolan, you see like a Tarantino, you see like a Jordan Peele, you see like a Spike Lee. You see these directors evolve, and I think from Greta Gerwig going from Lady Bird to Little Women to Barbie, you see the evolution of her as a filmmaker, how she's evolved and how she's kind of just like progressed. And I'm surprised that the Academy didn't recognize that given that they have nominated her before in the past for little for no, for um Lady Bird. And but what what brought but what, what I thought about look back on it too, they did the same shit. Yeah, I'm I'm not also not trying to compare the, this at all, but like there's a pattern of this because look back at, during Ince- when the, when Inception came out, got Best Picture nomination, Christopher Nolan didn't get got writing, producing, not directing. And I'm like, huh. Flash forward back to the Oscars that you worked at back in 2022 when Dune got uh, like 10 nominations. Guess what? Denis didn't get shit, but like adapted screenplay. Mm. And I'm mm. like, wait, you you're you're rewarding their movies, but not their direction? Like, huh? Mm. I, you know, like I, I don't know. And the, the bigger one was Argo. When Argo got when Argo won Best Picture, everyone's like, but Ben Affleck didn't get shit for direction. And I was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, um, okay. And I was like, uh, all right. So it's, it's a pattern that I've seen the Academy do like, we'll reward your movie, but your filmmaking not nah, we're good. And I'm just like, but why they've put in the work and you can see their evolution as filmmakers. I don't know. To me, it's kind of stupid. And another thing too, I said to my review, when I reviewed Oppenheimer and Barbie, uh, back in July, I said that I thought America Ferrara and Ryan Gosling were stronger performances than Margot Robbie. I love Margot Robbie. She's one of my favorite actresses of all time. I thought she was phenomenal in Babylon. I thought she was phenomenal in Babylon. I thought she got, she got a nomination for that, if you ask me. But for Barbie, I thought she was very good, but she wasn't kind of her movie. But like, I thought that America Ferrara's speech, her monologue, what she has to offer, I thought Ryan Gosling kind of being Ken <laughs> definitely was more of the performances that people were talking about than Margot. And Again, she still got nominated for Best Picture because she's producing. She produces Barbie, so I get it. But I do think Greta should have been nominated, and I'm not too. I wasn't too surprised about Margot not getting it personally. And, and, yeah. yeah, love Margot, but I've seen her. I've seen her act her ass off and stuff like Babylon, Bombshell, uh, I Tanya, Wolf of Wall Street. Barbie's very good. It's very iconic. But I've seen I've seen her really just act her fucking ass off in a lot of other things. Where I was like, I would I want to see her get nominated for Babylon instead, 
that's a, that's a performance like no other. And Barbie's very good. So she's it's fun to her watch her. But best best actor nomination, best best actress nomination. And to be fair too, I said the same shit about Leo DiCaprio kills kills the flower moon. I thought that, that was his weakest performance. He's mm-hmm. good, not his best. <clears throat> I thought Wolf of Wall Street's better performance. Departed, Catch Me If You Can, Revenant. What goes on and on. What's the problem in Hollywood? But for me, I thought Kills Flower Moon. I thought De Niro and Gladstone, Gladstone kind of like were the way stronger performances than Leo. People are like, oh, Leo got snubbed. I'm like, he's fine. He's been, he's been on it a thousand times before. He's won before. He's going to be fine. Leo DiCaprio and his 24 year old girlfriend will be fine. Like, he's going to be, <laughs> he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's doing, he's doing, you know, he's doing another film, you know, uh, right yeah. now with, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, with uh, uh, I'm forgetting uh, yeah, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson. Anderson, and everything yeah. like that. So you know, um, uh, you know, if uh, you know, if it comes to be and everything like that, that film might be released this year, and you know, you never know. Right. Nomination for you know best actor might you know he might get nominated and everything like that too as well. So um, and uh, yeah, I, the one thing when it comes down to best picture, you know, like you were, you're like you were saying, you know. Uh, Doug is how you know Barbie didn't get <clears throat> best director, or how some other films didn't get best director. I, I think I think what it is on on the people that vote, you know, they they probably think you know okay uh, with all of these you know directors here and everything like that, you know, um, you know, it's when you look at Barbie and everything like that, you a hundred percent would would know. Or you know you 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 definitely know like there is there was a lot of um, executives you know behind on choosing on what to basically also you know be in frame to as well you know like um, to to be to be a little honest you know um, and uh, you know that might be the case of why she didn't exactly get nominated is because you have executive who's also making decisions too as well not just her. When you look at, you know, um, uh, uh, poor things and everything like that, you know, uh, uh, yeah, when you look at, uh, um, you know, Martin Scorsese or, or Christopher Nolan, when you look at, you know, the films that they made, you know, you, you kind of know that, you know, they were the ones behind behind every every little aspect. You know, yeah. they probably didn't have an executive behind their shoulders, especially when you oh, have a huge sure. IP. Like Barbie, you're gonna get like five executives, you know, behind you too as well, you know, making some adjustments, you know, to to your to your film, you 100%. know. But but when you look at a you know uh, Oppenheimer and everything, a story that's written by Christopher, Christopher Nolan and him making so many other 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 uh, you know crazy flicks since the 2000s and everything like that, early 2000s, it's you know. Um, you know, you, you get you get the idea to how you know he had he had the final say and most likely the only say, you know, as well as Martin Scorsese, right. uh, as well as you know, um, you know, poor things too as well. Um, and uh, this is no shade to Greta to Greta Gerwig and everything like that at all, you know. Um, and I love I love her films and all the way down to you know Little Women and you know. Um, uh, Lady Bird and everything. I love those films. So I, I, I just think that might be that might that might be you know the case for also right. Doom too as well. So you never know. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. You know, but 
Yeah. Make a good point. Make a good point. It's, it's, I don't know. I feel like the past couple of years, like, I remember, remember, remember when you and I watched the Oscars before Oscar party. I remember, like, the two popes, and you, you and I were like, who saw the two popes? <laughs> like, come on. Like, <laughs> who saw <laughs> Let's see what I'm talking about. You know, we're like, there were so many better movies that year. You and I were like, the two poops. Like, come on now. What? It's like, who? Come on. Like, wait, wait, a, wait a second. What's going wait on a, here? Wait a second. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I also, too, I think, I mean, this is a quick thing, too. I thought Iron Claw got snubbed. I thought Zach, Zach Efron was a phenomenal performance in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch I, that. I'm going to, but I, oh, you know, okay. I heard I heard amazing things about that movie. Only good things. I teared up. I teared up because I had no. Also, I had no interest seeing that movie because I'm not a wrestling fan. And the trailers didn't sell me. Uh, me and Joel's friend Femi from high school called me. He goes, bro, you got to see this movie, bro. And I was like, I'm good, man. He goes, no, no, no. You got to see this movie. You got to see. It. You got to see it. And I was like, all right, whatever. It had playing Regal had my pass. So I was like, I'll go walk over and see it. It was me and one other guy. Other guy fell asleep twenty minutes and he started snoring. I was like, all right, just me. And I was just <laughs> and I was and I was watching it and I was just mesmerized by this movie. I was like, holy shit! I just feel so and I just felt so connected to these characters. And it's hard to believe it's a true story. I'm keeping it on spoiler. And I was just like, wow. And I thought that Zac Efron acted his fucking ass off. Some are kind of like Uncut Gems, where Sandler got nothing that year for Uncut Gems. Where I was like, why are these movies that are like really showing like Tour de France kind of like just like really good performances from these actors? Like not not getting anything. And I thought the same thing with Michael B. Jordan too. Why did Michael B. Jordan not get a nomination for Killmonger? Because he had so much depth to that character. And I, you know, he's it, it was so like yeah. intriguing, so just like the way he has to like be so menacing, but also so vulnerable at the same time. Like there's things where I'm just like, wait, huh? I, I don't know. So again, there's some calls where I'll be like, I don't agree with that, or snubbed, whatever. But another thing too, I will say this too. All, all, all for me, I'll say this is that. Killers of the Flower Moon, the very well-made movie. I don't. I have not liked the Scorsese movie in ten years since Wolf of Wall Street. I thought Silence was okay. Wow, uh, uh, Silence was okay. Irishman. I was kind of bored, and I was like, "All right, another three, three hours of this. Okay, we get to go." And Killers of the Flower Moon. I gotta watch it again because when I first saw it, I wasn't like the best theater to see. I was in the really kind of shitty like theater in Mesa, and this one guy was like, "Hey, Carol. Hey, Carol." And I was like, "Oh no." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> No, I mean, he's talking on his phone, and I was like, "Oh Jesus!" I was like, "This isn't good." So I think I'll watch it again, like on Apple, whatever. I'll, I'll see it again with my Regal Pass. But you know, yeah, there's a lot of things wild this year. I was like, "All right," but nothing too crazy. I would love to see holdovers take a lot of things home, but like you said, Moses, I think it's going to be a lot of Oppenheimer this year. But you know, we'll see. March 10th, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All righty, guys. Now you guys will. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say you guys are gonna be the inside of you know. You guys are gonna be my information for the award shows because I don't, I don't watch them anymore. I stopped watching them very, very long time ago. Like probably what high school, right, Doug? Around high school. I remember the one that you and I last watched together. It was my last year before I moved out to Arizona. It was you, me, at TJ's house. We were watching the Oscars, and it was the year The Revenant was but was up for nominations. And you and I both said, we were like, wow, Tom Hardy should get this. So Tom Hardy was way better than Leo yeah. and The Revenant, and Leo won, and Tom Hardy did. And I was like, huh, you and I were really like, you know, we like Leo a lot, but we both, most of Tom Hardy fans, but you and I were like saying, he, like, Tom better. Hardy did a lot movie. better in that. Yeah, he carried yeah, it carried way movie. farther than, you know, it, it would have without him. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we'll, we'll keep you posted. We'll, we'll, we'll probably do some like, picks too on the next episode before the Oscars. It's kind of like 
kind of like some like fake bets, whatever. But yeah, all we'll right. see. Mar- March March tenth, March tenth. We'll see. All, all right, let's do it. Alrighty, guys. So moving into our review of the week. You got me and Nick. We checked out Matthew Vaughn's new spy action comedy, Argyle. And if you don't know Argyle, Argyle is um, about a reclusive, reclusive author, author who writes espionage novels about a secret agent and a global spy syndicate realizes that the plot of the new book she's writing starts to mirror real-world events in real time. And this is by Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn has done stuff like Kick-Ass, for the first Kick-Ass, the Kingsman franchise, X-Men First Class, and a whole bunch of other movies. He produced a lot of stuff too, like Rocket Man. So if you if you like his kind of style, if you like, if you're familiar with Kingsman or Kick-Ass or X-Men First Class, you know, you know kind of what you're going in for. Nick, my friend, as always, my as always, what was your thoughts on the new Matthew Vaughn spy espionage comedy action, action comedy Argyle? Well, I loved this movie. Um, like I, I said this in the theater, like this is already one of my favorite spy movies. Um, without spoiling anything, there was a lot of twists and turns and that was fun. The action was really cool. Um there there was some some comedy in it, but it didn't it didn't like stop the movie to make the joke. You know what I mean? Like the comedy was very organic or the humor was very organic. Um and you know, uh, if nothing else, the ending was insane, and I'll just—I'm I'm, going <laughs> to just leave it at that. But it was—it was—it was really, really good. I had a really good time watching it. Um, yeah, yeah, I loved it. What would you rate it? Oh, I would probably give it. Hmm. I think a B plus right now. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a solid that's a solid rating for us yeah because I had, I had a lot of fun with it but i do think um i am wondering if there are like some tweaks i would maybe make to it but it's something i'd have to think on but it was it was dope though i loved oh no yeah there was definitely some stuff that i i wanted to <laughs> i wanted them to kind of go into a little bit more so that's kind of why it's like a b plus not like a a it was just yeah. like you, you you didn't quite quite take it there yeah I know, yeah. what you, I know what you mean. I have, I have a few things that I'll probably agree with you on, but I'll start off with this. Dan, this movie can also we'll keep this non-spoiler for everybody, for you guys, for our audience too. If the movie comes out tomorrow. I'll start today while we're recording this. Um, this movie is a ton of fun. Matthew Vaughn is one of my favorite filmmakers ever since Kick-Ass, and this is definitely a Matthew Vaughn movie through and through. It's over the top, as as you kind of most of his movies are, especially kind of like Kingsman and, uh, and Kick-Ass. But for some reason... Whether it's Kick-Ass, whether it's this, whether it's uh, Kingsman, whatever, it always works for me. And his stamp is all over this. And you know what? With really, you know, he knows how to assemble a cast, man, from stuff like Kingsman or First Class and all the Kingsman movies. And now this, he he has a A-list top-tier cast of everybody, like from Sam Jackson, Ariana DeBose, from Brian Cranston, Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sean Cena, Henry Cavill. Dua Lipa, like the cast is phenomenal, and the cast is like I think the, the biggest selling point of this movie. And what I love seeing too is that it's a universal distributed, universal released movie, but this is a partnership between Universal and Apple. And I just love, 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 love this Apple is still partnering with major studios for commitment for theatrical release. You know, Amazon has Amazon MGM now. Uh, 
Apple is partnering. They're committing. They're partnering with Paramount for Killers of, Killers of Flower Moon. They're going to Sony move. They're going to Sony with a Brad Pitt, a George Clooney movie coming out in September. I love seeing their commitment to the to the wider release, theatrical release. You know, this movie has a have a big budget, two hundred mil plus plus marketing, distribution, all that kind of stuff. They could have been like, you know what? This is gonna be our it's gonna be our A list, uh, you know, top streaming movie of the week of the month for twenty twenty four. Let's get it. No, they they truly they 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 truly commit to this movie on a wide release and every format: RPX, forty X, IMAX. Literally everything, Cindy Capri, like you name it. Uh, and I'm really hoping that this movie does well th- th- uh, financially, just because I want to see Apple keep partnering with studios like Universal and Sony and Paramount, uh, just to ki- just kind of keep it going, just kind of keep the theatrical experience alive. And this this movie is definitely a movie for the theaters through and through. Um, what I said in my out of theater reaction too is that. I like seeing Matthew Vaughn move away from Kingsman. Listen, I love the first Kingsman movie. And for what it's worth, I also like the second Kingsman that we saw in college. And me and Joe saw the Kingsman prequel when he came visit me a couple years ago. I, I, as a trilogy, as, as like a trilogy, quote unquote trilogy, I love that franchise. It's a lot of fun. I, I, mean, I love the first one more than the other two, but I really do love Matthew Vaughn's stamp on that. But I do appreciate him kind of stepping away from that from that universe. And kind of doing something, you know, new and different. But yes, it's still not spy espionage world. But it's it's a little, it's definitely a departure from Kingsman to a degree. Also, given that you know, Nick, you and I both said this too that the PG thirteen rating, we didn't mind it, but you and I both said that this could have been rated R easily, and it probably should have been rated R. Yeah, especially for those action scenes. Yes, because it was like the the way that the action scenes basically went down. Had there been a little bit more, say, you know, bloody violence, it would have it, it, it would not have been gratuitous. Like if if you if when you see it, like you'll understand. But yeah, we'll it was see. just like. Uh, like, I, I, I don't want to spoil it, but, you know, yeah, if it, it just it just needed to go there just a little bit more just to take that extra step. There's that yeah, let's spoil it. There's that one scene that you and I both that 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 one long tracking shot. You and I were like, mm-hmm. this could have been R. This would have been way cooler if it was an R. Kind of like the king, the kind of the fight scenes where Eggsy's in the, when Eggsy's at um, uh, Sam Jackson's kind of lair, kind of doing with the, with the bullets and stuff like that. Like that was like hardcore R and like you know gore and blood. But you and I were like, this could have been cooler if it was some more blood to it, some R to it. But yeah, it's like they it's were worth, holding back a little bit. Yes, and that's what I that's what I thought too. And that's why I thought that it's it was definitely weird that given his track record of doing R movies like Kick Ass and Kingsman franchise and you know, X Men First Class is rated is rated PG thirteen, obviously because it was X Men at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. but I was surprised that he knows how to do rated R movies very, very well. Why was this not the case. Maybe it could have been the script. Maybe it could have been a studio thing. Maybe it could have, Apple was like, hey, you know what? I mean, also too, for a two hundred million dollar budget movie, you got to make, make a return on this. And I get it, you have Henry Cavill, you got you know Dua Lipa, you got a lot of cast that wants like make kind of market it to like a broader audiences. But I do mm-hmm. think that I think you and I both would have liked the movie a tad more if it was rated R, given the violence and action stuff like that. But. Mm-hmm. We digress, but you know what? To me, what what was said too is that the movie has a great balance of humor and action with a nice blend of romance. It all three genres kind of work very well together. Yeah. And you know, I'll bring this up too before I keep going. Is that when Nick and I saw it on Tuesday, we were raving about it. We you know we 
told we told our 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 uh, give our reaction to everyone at the theater and then we, our, we record our reaction and i was like man like this movie was so much fun like our audience was like so into it people were clapping cheering like laughing having a good time with it our row was cracking up like this was awesome and then i was like this better not be another exorcist, exorcist believer <laughs> scenario <laughs> and the next day our you know the embargo lifted 10 a.m i'm putting out a reaction on youtube and tiktok and whatever instagram literally everywhere Argyle, 35% Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, I told you, Nick, I was like, did we see a different movie or something? Like, Yeah, when I opened, <laughs> the, when I opened that up, I choked on my lunch. I was at work. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I was like, there's no possible way that everyone just fucking hates this movie. And there's no possible it. way that we did this like almost two times in a row. That's insane. And the odds of that happening are astronomical at best. It literally makes no sense. Like, I just, I just believe her. I was like, again, I'm not a fan of the franchise, of that franchise. Mm-hmm. Or I haven't seen any of the movie, so maybe, maybe that could have been the case. But like with this, I was like, this the re- this the energy in, in our in our theater was just like it was so wild. Like, it, people were clapping and cheering, and going crazy, and I was like, yo, this is awesome. Like, it's, 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 it was it was fun to watch. Like, are we? I mean, Joel says too before start of the show. Like, our 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 audiences and critics have a certain type of movies nowadays because it's like i don't know it's th- this movie ha- has everything has who a- has everything has action has comedy has romance it has a great cast has a great score has a great cinemat- a great cinematography like the score and, and the soundtrack is awesome i love the score and soundtrack kind of blending to get well together both like kind of like the score from lauren bell and the soundtrack of the old school kind of classic music and it has so and what too is that this movie has so much charm to it. Like it's mm-hmm. so delightful. Like I said, people were having a, I had a huge. We were you and I were laughing. We were laughing. We were making jokes. We were kind of just like, kind of like this. We were the vibe of the movie was very appealing. It was very charming. It was very kind of just very enticing. And this movie, this to me, this movie felt a lot like the first Kingsman in terms of charm and the heart it has to it. Because minus the the PG thirteen rating, but like the blend, the blend of humor and action really, really works. Kind of the first kid guys. The first kid guys has a really good blend of badass action, with a lot of humor. I think Matthew Vaughn definitely knows his voice as a filmmaker when it comes to like charming his audience and getting them kind of on board, like right away. I think if you want, go back and watch first, first Class, First Kick Ass, all the Kingsman movies, he knows how to kind of hook you in right away. I think this movie too, like he knows how to like kind of have a lot of heart, and a lot of charm, and kind of like really just like get the audience in like right away. It get, you root for these characters, like you root for these characters. Like I said, like people, people were clapping and cheering on their feet, like laughing. I was like, this is awesome. So I, I do not get, I don't understand the hate this movie is getting right now from like fellow audiences and critics. Again, all film is objective. I understand that. But when I, when I woke up on, when I saw our, the reaction, when I saw the embargo after it lifted on 10 a.m. on Wednesday, I was like, what? <laughs> it made no <laughs> sense, dude. I was like, Whatever, and but to piggy, to piggyback what you two said, Nick, that like the twist, it, there's a there's a ton of surprises and twists that yeah. were so exciting, like certain character things, certain story beats, whatever. And I was more and more engaged. I would agree with you too, Nick. Like we're more engaged, like oh that's cool, oh that was really cool. This that's a cool twist, that's a cool turn. And I was like, oh okay, I'm with this. And they kept them coming. They weren't all at once. Like they kind of spread out all the twists and turns from like from beginning to the end. But you know. I'll say this to, to, to Lee, so it's to our, our theater reaction too. Fucking Sam Rockwell, man, steals the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I love this man so much. I love this man more and more as an actor. He is perfectly casted in this. 
and he, he legit had you and I just dying laughing throughout the entire of the movie. Like he was saying some like really <laughs> funny shit that you and I were just busting out laughing. And it was fun seeing the audience kind of just like had that kind of like all in laughter kind of unison kind of moment together. Like the moment you see him uh, in the, on the train scene. Oh my God. The, 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 <laughs> the beard and the hair. Like, yeah, I was looking crazy. It was crazy. And you knew right away like who he was, like what his kind of vibe was to a degree. But mm-hmm. he he's just like, You're so on board. You're so on board. And it was funny what Lee told us after the movie, I like, give her reaction. Lee was like, Oh, he's a national treasure. And you know, we're like, Yes, yes, he is. Because <laughs> he's like so, facts. Like because he's so funny and he's so lovable. I, I'm so happy that Matthew Vaughn casted him. And I would love to see them work together, maybe in this universe, but also something separately, maybe not an Argyle related movie, because I thought he and Matthew Vaughn worked tremendously together, like really well. Like this was a great leading man choice uh, that he picked it that he picked through um, through uh, uh, Sam Rockwell. And I'll tell you what: what really is the hardest movie is the charm between sorry is the chemistry between Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell. Like Sam Rockwell, she also was the heart of this movie. And I think you know I've been watching her since Spider Man Three when she was Gwen Stacy. You know, mm-hmm. and I think. From, yeah, I'm not a Jurassic World fan, but I like, I like what she did in that, like her character, like the, kind of her situation in that movie. But this is her story. I think this might be my favorite performance of her as an actor because you can tell she's having so much fun throughout the entire movie. She adds a lot of depth to her character into the overall story, not keeping spoiler free. But again, the chemistry, man, the chemistry between Sam Rockwell and, and her are so it's so electric. And I never doubted it or like found it like unbelievable. Where I'm like, yeah, I don't see the chemistry whatsoever. Like, it's a lot of movies that I've seen recently. Where I'm like, the chemistry in this is terrible. Like, I don't believe this whatsoever. This chem- the chemistry works 100% throughout. I had a big stupid f- smile on my face next to you the entire movie because her and Sam Rock will go on this kind of crazy, insane adventure and over the top at multiple times. But damn, does it work? And it works so well. Um, but again, to, before I do my kind of unfortunately my my few flaws of the movie, it the cast the cast again from Cavill, John Cena, Ariana DeBose, Sam Jackson, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, even Dua Lipa, uh, Dua Peep as uh, Wendy, as Wendy Williams called her, <laughs> <laughs> Dua Peep. Uh, they make the movie so much fun. I I love that even though all of them don't share the screen together like, all at once, each of them really do their presence adds a lot to the movie, adds to the enjoyment, and it also adds the watchability factor. Like, I want to see that part again with that character. I want to see this part again with her character. I want to see this part with his character. Like, it just, they add so much kind of, like, flavor and just kind of just a, lot of, a lot of heart to the movie, all in small, big roles, whatever. But I like seeing that Matthew Vaughn was working with people that he's worked with before, i.e. Sam Jackson, but also working with a lot of new people like Sam Rockwell, Catherine O'Hara, Ariana DeBose, John Cena, because it's really cool. nice to see him work with a lot of new talent as well. Um, but yeah, I, again, I just have the time of my life with this movie. But unfortunately, like you said too, Nick, I have a few flaws with it. And again, on the way home too, like I was kind of like, oh, that was a lot of fun driving home. And I was like, oh yeah, that part. Yeah, that part too, I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. I do think it did it. I don't know about you, Nick, but like I thought the pace was the first hour. I was like, yo, this movie's this movie is moving and the pace is fantastic. Like it's going. Like it's going. And like I think around the second act when they go to um the winery, keep it on mm-hmm. spoiler, the winery. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm feeling the feeling the runtime a little bit. And then from then 
kind of throughout the third act to the end, I felt it dragging just a little bit. It wasn't like, oh my god, like let's get on with it, move on, come on now, seriously. But there were some kind of repetitive elements, like the blinking, the blinking stuff. Again, keep not spoiler the blinking stuff, where I was like, hey, it was mm-hmm. cool, but it kind of added a lot to the run. It's a two, it's almost two and a half hour movie. Do you do you feel the pace at all in the movie, or they kind of drag a bit towards the end? It- I'll say like it didn't drag that much to me, but during that that winery scene, you know, there were a couple of parts where it's like, okay, this is very expository, and it does kind of seem like we had to, you know, put pause on the movie um, to have like this explanation scene, and then there was like another scene later on where another character kind of just stops the movie to explain um, a whole bunch of stuff. And but other than those two instances, I didn't have an issue with the pacing at all. I thought it moved, uh, you know, very. Yeah, it, it moved for sure, but it was um it was really fun. So yeah, yeah. No, I I'm glad yeah I'm glad you're not gonna felt the same thing with the the, the winery thing. I was like okay, and what I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of people are, are docking this movie on is like it's too long. It's 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 the pace is not good. I was like I disagree with that. Yes, it's a little long. You kind of feel it towards the end, but like mm-hmm. I've seen so many movies where I was just like get on with it. Like come on, like we're still in this scene like come on i didn't feel that way whatsoever i just noticed it a little bit and certain scenes when kind of actually kind of calmed down but then it kind of picked up right again and kind of kept moving and going and going again like most i mean most of his movies are kind of like that kind of, it kind of, like, kind of like kind of frantic kind of like electric pace to them like i think the kingsman mm-hmm. also has got more downtime but it builds up to like the craziness towards the end and stuff like that but yeah but and also too should have been rated r we also kind of went over this already should have been rated r I again, this is his first PG thirteen movie since uh, X Men First Class. Uh, again, I I adore Kingsman. I adore Kick Ass. I love First Class a lot. I think Matthew Vaughn knows how to get a good movie out of both ratings. But mm-hmm. to me, I I want to see him going back to the rated R rating. I don't want to see him held back. I don't want to see him kind of like restrained because. A lot of it does feel like they had to cut out a lot, not cut out a lot of stuff, they had to cut out some things where I was just like, ooh, they should let him do his thing because it works. Look at his look at his look at his track record, look at his filmography. Um, but I wonder if the book was adapted in a PG thirteen voice from the script, or mm-hmm. with a studio thing where Apple and Universal were like, Hey, you know what? This is a big budget movie. We gotta get returns in, and we gotta get returns somehow, and we want more of a mass audience. Which again, more of a mass audience, true. But we've seen things like Deadpool and Logan and other movies kind of do very well. Okay, look at Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is a three-hour historical drama, a very dialogue-heavy biopic about the atomic bomb and Oppenheimer. Grossed almost a billion dollars at the box office. Mm. It's I I do want I, I want to know if after the movie comes out. It's like, hey, like, why was this rated PG thirteen? And also, too, you know, if you if you ever watched an interview with Matthew Vaughn, he's kind of a tough interview. He likes to like, well, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by hmm. that? Like, he 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 really he he'll 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 test you. Like, <laughs> you're you're the interviewer. And I, you're, you're the you're the being you're, you're being interviewed now. And I was like, oh damn, am I on trial? Because like, there's an interview with um, Josh Horowitz on the Happy Sad Confused podcast. It's a great podcast. Listen to the episode with Matthew Vaughn. But he was saying, like, well, like, just hard ones, like, you know, so I would assu- I assume that Kingsman is bought by Disney. He goes, no, I own it. He goes, really? He goes, yes, I own it. Like, he, he doesn't play no <laughs> shit. Like, he doesn't play no bullshit. And maybe because of the, maybe like the, uh, the London, the, the British in him, whatever. 
but mm-hmm. like I, I was like damn he kind of likes to like you know like you know cut the shit and be like well what do you mean mm-hmm. yeah sure <laughs> i'm like oh, good, good for matthew vaughn he's, he's given the right to the one thing i did have a problem with throughout and i will i'm very i'm very open about this too some of the cgi was pretty rough there <laughs> there's like right away to like the first chase scene and I was like, it looked cool, but I'm like, yeah, that's that's hella C- that's hella CGI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, right away, we're with this. And for a $200 million plus movie, I was like, really? This was your CGI? I was like, ooh. But I, I, again, I, I can't say it gets better or gets worse, kind of stays the same. And like the cat, I think the cat is overly CGI. Like it's really oh, yeah. CGI at time. Like even like during non action, like the, the scene in the kitchen with those people, that scene, Nick, where like I was like, is the cat CGI or real? I can't even tell. I was like, I, I could not tell. I was like, I, this is this a real cat or not? Because I'm like, there was a lot of CGI just used for the cat itself. And you know, from the trailers, I was like, this cat is gonna annoy the fuck out of me. I'm gonna be <laughs> like, I cannot stand this character, or whatever. Nope, I was wrong. It didn't bother me whatsoever. It kind of, kind of, the jokes kind of worked with the cat throughout the movie, and I was like, okay, it's, this is funny. Um, yeah. But what's funny too is that when we're talking and credits about you know this the movie, our thoughts, whatever, it went so funny. <laughs> the the company behind the visual effects was a company that kind of fucked me over in my first job out of college. <laughs> they they did this movie. Yeah, and I was wow. like, wow. I was like, huh, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that, uh, that adds up. <laughs> Thank you, Jonah. I'm glad you laughed at that. <laughs> Sorry, I was on mute, but I also that was just fucking funny. Because I, like, I remember uh, you telling me stories about that shit and like how you had to do some work. And I was like, man, oh, dude. I was like, oh, now I have to see the CGI. It has to be bad. It has to be. It just, oh, God. It, it's not again. I've seen. I've seen way worse. I've seen a lot worse. Right. Wrong. Is, is it yeah, worse than uh, than uh, Cyborg in the Justice League, the first one? No, no, no. no, no. I wouldn't say it's that, that that bad, but I can't say it's much better. It's better. Okay. It's better, but like it's not like by much. not by much. Like the CGI in his other movies, like the, the Kingsman, the Kingsman, Kingsman one and two, with even X Men First Class is phenomenal. I think the way he does CGI in the first Kingsman is flawless. I think it looks really cool. It's very believable. But like right from the beginning, you can tell like, oh yeah, this is this, this, a lot of CGI used just in like the driving scenes. And again, you have the budget, you can do that. But there is times where I was like, this does not look good. This is a huge, huge budget movie. What are we doing? What's going on here? But again, it's more of a nitpick, I would say. But, you know, one thing that Nick and I both agreed on right away, too, before the post credit scene was that we think that Ariana DeBose, John Cena, and Sam Jackson felt super under- underutilized. And we yeah, wish that... Yeah, it felt like yeah. they were basically just just cameos. So I'm kind of... Yeah. Like, I wish that there was, like, an extended cut of the movie so that everything... One, like, an extended rated R cut of the movie... Uh, and right. then also just one that had like, you know, it gives them like larger roles because it was kind of like, I feel like y- you didn't really need John Cena and Ariana DeBose in these roles for like for basically what we ended up seeing in the movie. It just felt yes. like, you know, you, you could have got anyone to play those two. 
Yes. And I, you and I were like legit on the same point. I think what you told, I think Lee and also like we talked about it like um, after the movie too is that well, Sam Jackson has has worked with him before, obviously with you know Kingsman, but like mm-hmm. there there's 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 some things where now we're like oh they could have used him a lot more, they could use John Cena a lot more, and they, they could use Ariana DeBose a lot more too. And I was like man, like three great actors. They could use them more, especially given like the nature of the story and where the story where things go. I, I think you and I both would have loved to see them more interact with other characters and kind of have more crucial parts of the story. But again, I hope they do get either extended cut or they do more of these movies so they can kind of integrate them a lot more yeah. into into like future future things. Uh and there's also there's I guess there's one thing that I was like again I was, I was kind of pulling up, pulling up to my apartment after seeing the movie and I was like, huh, I guess so. There's a thing happens to a character. While I like the this, well, I like this kind of like twist and kind of reveal. I was like, damn, this thing kind of happened a little too quick towards the end. And it's the skating scene. Like I'll say that the skating scene. Where mm. I was like, wait, what? Like I, I mean, I guess. I mean, given like given, given like the nature of like the story and the plot and like the, the reveal, whatever. I was like, oh, okay, it's cool. I, I liked it a lot, but I was like, damn, they're doing this like flawlessly and i was like i want to do that i want to do that like in a day but again given the history more of a Nick pick given the history i was like oh, okay yeah, i can let it slide but i was like it was kind of a little fast but you know i digress a lot of twists and turns that appreciate some, some some that i was like kind of saw coming but like there's a lot more than i think you and i both expected um but you know I, this movie is fun, guys. Seriously, see this movie. See it on the big screen. See it opening weekend. See it with a big crowd. It's fun seeing movies like this, action comedy where you can laugh with a huge audience. You can clap. You can cheer. You can have a good time with it. It's a feel good movie too, and it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, I'm giving this really a solid 8.5 out of 10. Not as good as the first Kingsman or the first Kick Ass, but it's my third favorite uh, X Men. Uh, third favorite Matthew Vaughn movie tied with First Class. Um, I think it's definitely an improvement over Kingsman 2. Um, even though I enjoy Kings, Kingsman 2, and you and I both like the Kingsman Joe a lot, a lot, but I think this definitely is a lot better than the Kingsman. I'm looking forward to seeing more of this franchise if it does well. So, again, please support this movie. Go to the theaters, see with the crowd. Don't wait for it to come on Apple. Go to IMAX, RPX, 4DX, or whatever, matinee, whatever. See in theaters. It's worth the price of admission, full price for sure. And I'll tell you this too, no spoiler. Stay for the post credit scene. Stay for the post credit scene because we're about to leave and something happens. And Nick and I were like, hey, yo, get the fuck out of here. Like, no way. <laughs> no way. No way. And I was telling this before this, I, like, I had a theory about this. And I was like, no shit. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit. And the crowd went crazy. Like, the crowd went crazy. And me and Nick were like, wait, what? On our phones, I was like, wait, wait, how? What? 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 So. And also, too, I'm saying this a lot, too. I don't know what happened or the embargo or whatever, but people are spoiling the fuck out of this movie already on Twitter and TikTok. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Let people enjoy the reveals and the twists and the surprises because I would be so pissed if I knew about some things before seeing this. I'd be like, well, thanks a lot. But So if you can, if you can avoid social media, avoid <laughs> Argyle coverage on whatever, Twitter, or Instagram, or, 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 or TikTok especially... They're spoiling so much things already after the movie came after the after the screening. I was like, there's an embargo for a reason. Like, what, what's wrong with you people? Like, come on, like 
like people enjoy the movie. So yeah, eight 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 point five out of ten. Love this movie. I want to see it again. I want to see it on the big screen again. I want to see it in a theater with with the audience. Loved it. I love this movie. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I'm definitely buying this on uh, Blu-ray when it comes out for sure. So thank you Apple. Thank you Universal because you guys did a hell of a good job with this movie. And Matthew Vaughn, keep doing you, baby. All righty, guys. So with that, with our review of the week down, let's get into our first tier list make maker of the podcast. So if for you guys and for our audience too, if you know what a tier tier list is, basically it's kind of like a kind of like a ranking system. A lot of people do it on TikTok, a lot of people do it on Instagram, a lot of other podcasts do it. A tier list is kind of like we're, we're going to rank how you rank certain movies, how you rank certain foods or TV shows or anything. And if you go to tiermaker tiermaker.com, you can do your own. They have so many options too, like DC a, a tier list that we'll probably do one day on the podcast. MCU that we'll probably do on the podcast one day. Star Wars why do all hates Disney tier list? Basically, like we'll we'll have we'll have a lot of those. We'll have a lot of those. We'll have a lot of those. The best Costco foods, whatever. But we'll have a lot of the. We'll put into a lot more tier list. This is our first one. So, to give you guys again, to I'll probably post it too on our page tomorrow when we, when we post the episode. But to give you guys, to give you, all three of you guys the, the tier list, there's going to be let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rankings. Right? We have S for superior, A. A, bring A, B, C, D, and F, and the last one is haven't seen because I think there's two movies that I haven't seen personally that I would probably put up there. Of, of, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be ranking we'll, this, this. This tier list is all about ranking Matthew Vaughn's movies, including Argyle. Uh, so again, if you haven't seen those movies too, that's fine. Hope you still follow along. Again, we'll post this tomorrow on our page. But we're gonna do our first tier list. But I'm gonna copy. The way another podcast, shout out to Real Real Blend. I like listen to their show. They're, they're awesome. They do, they do a lot of tier lists on their shows. So how we're gonna do it is if you if Nick and I said, Hey, we loved Argyle, both S, but if Joel Moses said A or a B, we would give it an A. So it's kinda like it would kind of just like measure it out. So if Joel okay. said, Hey, I think kick ass is an A, and I say, I think it's a B, or Nick said, Hey, it's a B. The majority, the majority of it will, the majority of it will probably go to a B. But if we're kind of split, if again, if except if if you and I, if you and I said, hey, if you Minix said, hey, X Men First Class is an A, and um, uh, uh, Nick and uh, sorry, Moses and Joel say, hey, it's more of a B, we'll probably keep it at a B, unfortunately, because it's kind of just like it, it kind of carries it out. If that makes sense. And we got a couple of those movies on here that I think the thing they'll probably all be on the same page about. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, I'll, you know, I'll post this tomorrow. I'll share it with you guys as well. So again, we have S for superior, like top tier, A, B, C, D, and F. And the very bottom, we have Haven't Seen. And we'll go in order to his filmography. So first, we have a movie called Layer Cake. Came out in, I believe, 2004? Yes. Starring Daniel Craig. You know this movie, Nick? Yes, yes. Um, I think that was, like you said, that, that was his first movie. I've seen most of it, and it was pretty good. It was pretty good, but I, uh, I got kind of busy with some stuff, so unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch it. But it was uh, pretty good from what I remember. Okay, I'll, I'll add this. I'll add this too. If you've seen a movie that we all have not seen, or if I seen that you you guys haven't seen, we'll put your we'll put your rating on there solely as well. So if you said, okay. hey, it's, hey, it's an A. I'll keep it at A because we haven't seen it, but you, but you still saw it. So I will put it as that. So 
Moses and Joe, have you guys seen Layer Cake before? Uh, I'm looking at it, and probably when I was young, my parents probably had it on, but I I, I haven't watched it myself personally, so I'm saying no. Looks good. I'm going to watch this. Yeah, no, I... I, I haven't seen Layer Cake either. Um, okay. Yeah, I haven't, uh, haven't seen it. But I'll, I'll put it in my watch list on Letterboxd, so. though. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing it right now, too. Uh, <laughs> from what you remember, Nick, what would you give it? <laughs> from what I remember, I would probably give it... Mm, probably, like, like a B-. minus. Because it was kind of like... It was kind of like, uh, like memento for Chris Nolan, where it's like it's good, but you only get like much, much better and better like later on down the line. So like it doesn't really feel like, oh well, this is clearly a Matthew Vaughn movie. Like it was just kind of like this is a solid movie, but it wasn't, it didn't have that like Matthew Vaughn, uh, kind of like trademark aspect to it like just yet because it was like very, very early on in his career. Gotcha. Hey, it's got your boy in this, Joe Tom Hardy. Oh, okay, nice. I definitely yeah. will check it out. All right, so we're going to put Layer Cake 2004, and the plot is a successful cocaine dealer gets to, gets two tough assignments from his boss on the eve of his planned early retirement. All right, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. Oh, no. The guy who wrote this movie also wrote Expendables 4. Uh, uh, we cannot escape this movie. We cannot escape this movie, bro. Jeez. <laughs> We're cursed. We're cursed, bro. Oh, oh my, my god. god. All right. So layer cake is gonna be at a B. Okay, next up we have a movie called I had it right here. We're doing is Stardust. In a countryside town bordering on a magical land, a young man makes a promise to his beloved that he'll retrieve he'll retrieve a fallen star. By venturing into the magical realm, I have not seen this movie. I don't think I've even really know what it is personally. I saw no. it. My family is on it. Uh, <laughs> you remember this movie at all? You remember it? All? Yeah, I, heard I remember I heard it. It, it is. It is a girl's like. A, it is but it's very like it's romance fantasy type thing where basically. Um, I forget the main, like, whole thing of it, but basically this guy meets this, like, star, a girl who's basically a star, and witches are trying to get her so they can be young and, like, you know, live for a long time, and he's saving her, and they go on a whole adventure, and they eventually fall in love. You know, he saves her, fall in love, she can be a real girl. Yeah. Great cast: Charlie Cox, Claire Danes, Ian McKellen, Robert De Niro, David Kelly, Henry Cavill. Yeah, it's not. It's not a Mark bad Strong. movie. I, I, I personally, I'd give this. Yeah, would you give it? I give it a C. I'm not a romance person personally, but it's also not a bad movie. It's not like okay. the best, but like if you want to watch it, like if you are, if you want your, you know, I don't know, if you if you want something to put on where your girl's like feeling romantical, want to watch a romance movie, but you, you know, you're not gonna hate it. 
that's a good movie to watch. That's what uh, that's like what I thought I was very surprised of how well he was able to use the romance aspect a lot in uh, Arga. I was I was very I was I was uh, very surprised of how well he balanced the romance genre. Oh yeah, it, he's not he's not very cheesy with the romance, you know. Yeah, where not. it's just like, you know, yeah, it's not super cheesy. And and this and Stardust has a, a comedic, you know, uh, to uh, you know. Um, script to it as well, so it's funny, but uh, you know, it's uh, but it's more romance, it's more fantasy romance type thing, you know, the uh, you know, knight and shining armor, no actual knight, basically, the protagonist is you know, protecting girl, saving the girl type thing. This is uh, based off of uh, a book by Neil Gaiman, who's done stuff like. Uh, uh, the Sandman, American Gods, Lucifer. I uh, fucking love his books. Yeah, he's great, great author. Coraline is his. Uh, oh, Coraline's so fantastic. He's great. Okay, so Moses, have you seen this movie before, or just Joel? Uh, yeah, I have not seen. I, I, <laughs> <Okay. you> know. <laughs> <laughs> neither have I. Neither have I. So <laughs> one of us. One of us. Yeah, I've not seen it. One of us. It, it, like it's a, it's a, it's an old movie. Um, but it's not super bad. But you know, it's more like kid romance movie. My family bought it a long time ago. I, I watched it. I haven't watched it in years. Like a long, long time. But it's not. It's not horrible. You know, it's, yeah, it's a romance movie. I'm gonna watch it. I'll probably do a full rewatch of his uh, filmography. All right, so we have right now we have Layer Cake thanks to Nick at a B, and Stardust thanks to Joelle at a C. All right, this is where I discovered Matthew Vaughn for the first time. I think we all probably agree with this. 2010, a movie that kind of changed a lot of superhero stuff as well as filmmaking in general. 2010, the first Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. And if you don't know Kick-Ass, you're missing out. It's basically a teenager. He's obsessed with comic books and, you know, superhero stuff. Wants to do kind of his own thing. But this isn't in, like, you know, Spider-Man or whatever. This boy gets his ass beat a lot. And I mean a lot. And Yeah, this they, movie, they go very, like, real world with it. Very real like, realistically, how would you get your ass beat if you were just some like fifteen year old kid trying to fight some thugs? Like they they take it there. And this, but it's funny yeah, though. It's funny it's, too. It's funny. It's how it's it's a super rated R movie. It's brutal. It is violent as hell. Uh this movie I was not allowed to see as a kid. So <laughs> uh, it, made, it made me even want to watch it even more because I remember loving the trailers. I had my mom drive me like forty five minutes outside the suburbs to get like the costume of it because I wanted to because I wanted to be him so badly and the costume was like super baggy on me. Um I'm giving this an S. I'm giving this an S because this movie I remember finally watching it on my iPod when I was a teenager and I was like, what is this? This movie this is gold. I was like, what am I watching? I mean from the violence to the a lot of stuff to the humor to the to the language, the soundtrack. This movie definitely opened my eyes and my vocabulary to things where I was like, all right, see this word. So I'm giving this an S personally. Nick, I'm going to start with you. What would you give Kick-Ass and why? I'm giving Kick-Ass a B. Okay. Um, um, Because I, I like it a lot. And like, I, especially out of the two movies that they did, because, um, you know, Matthew Vaughn, he didn't do part two, but 
it's just like dang like that one's like just the the first one is just a superior one man like because part two was kind of like it was cool to see where they was up it's kind of fun it's fun yeah, at times. It's, it's fun. Yeah, like like part two was cool, but and like it was cool to see like where they are. Um, you know, a few years down the line, it was cool to see the characters like grow up and mature and deal with like new problems. But there was yeah. something that was just like a tad bit like watered down about it. Like it didn't have that. You know, it it didn't have the same charm that the first one did. And the first one again, like it just it felt like like as violent and as raunchy as it was, it still had a lot of heart. I, I didn't yeah. feel like it was like as much heart in the second one, you know, and it just, it was just like more memorable. It just feels like the, like the better movie, but like it, there's, what's up? Go, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Please, please oh, no, like, and just another reason why it's, it's B for right now is because like the, um, I just, it's like the, the two above it. Like I put those up there for very, very specific reason, but like, they're all like really close together though. Well, before I asked the boys, did you hear this? That um, before I asked them, they're breaking a kick ass. Matthew Vaughn is doing a reboot. He's doing a reboot. And because remember, he owns the, I smartly smart, so. I mean, I got a lot of props with this. He owns the rights really? to Kings, he owns the film rights to Kingsman, mm-hmm. Kick Ass, and mm-hmm. Argyle. His, his company, Marv, owns, has full control, full, full owner, creative ownership on those franchises. And apparently that they already shot a first movie of Kick-Ass already. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm really in, excited about that. Because also, like, after uh, the the second one, like, you know, I was excited for part three. But then it was all that shit that ended up happening to it make locked. it so that they, they couldn't make the movie. Yeah. So I was like, God damn. And it was like, this, like I think I heard, like, the, the script for part three got leaked. So it's one of those things where, like... I love it as is, but you know, a part of me does want a continuation of it. So to hear him say, so to hear that he's um, trying to reboot it and he has like full ownership of it, like I'm very, very excited about that. And, and that he's possibly directing it too, from what we heard. Oh. And so. with that, a, a full Matthew Vaughn kick-ass trilogy would be dope. That would be really cool. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right, Joe, what would you give the the first kick-ass and why? I give it a a. Uh, I love the movie. I think it's fantastic. Um, I love Nicolas Cage especially in it. He, he did, yeah, <laughs> dude. I love, dude. I love Nicolas Cage. I used to I used to not talk about it because so many people hate him, but I love Nicolas Cage growing up, man. I love so much of his movies, and seeing him in this, he like he did so good. I I love Kick Ass, you know. Um, I always, uh, I always like do a little chuckle anytime he uh, says the line, like you know, more like ass kicked, like just a dad joke. It's just like, oh god, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but the the violence is great, the acting's phenomenal. I think, and, and you know, to I, I, it was a movie that it was very new, like style yes. of superhero movie to me, which I really did love. Like it just got me so addicted to it and made me like dive more into comic books to see if like there's anything like this and you know finding out more about like like what really superheroes go through that a lot of like you know media and stuff didn't show at that time um so yeah i'd give it an a i think it's a phenomenal movie i truly do love it i think it's absolutely amazing so yeah i'd give it an a would you be excited to see a reboot of it a reboot oh man that's 
I think I would be excited, but I also be nervous because you know you have to get like new actors into it, and you have to not or would it be like be like continuation from the last one, or would uh, it just be a whole new like cast and crew? It's a whole complete reboot. It's a whole complete okay. reboot. New cast. The I think I'd be excited. But they would have to do things differently. I want to just see like a remade version of Kick-Ass with like new people. I want to see something different that they didn't add in the first, you know, in the original films and add more depth into the characters. And also, it, not just anybody can be Big Daddy. Like Big Daddy has to be right. like really good. You know, he has to, he has like. I would love to see Nicolas Cage back as Big Daddy, but you know he's a lot older. But you know whatever. But I, I, I think if if you can't get someone to do super well with Big Daddy, then I'm gonna be heartbroken. Uh, but I, I, I would be excited. Yeah. Nervous I, and excited, anxiety basically. And I was very surprised that he, that he apparently the first one's already been shot, and like I'm like that's that's. It's kind of wild, but you know, to each their own. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. All right, Moses, kick ass. What would you rank? What would you give it, and why? Uh, kick ass was one of my favorite, you know, films that came around that time. Uh, I think what, like, what are we talking about? Two thousands, you know, two thousands. Yeah, twenty ten. Yeah, man, that was like, yeah, you know, it's 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 an A. You know, uh, nice. it's, a, it's a for me and everything. So, um, you know, um, and I had a good time watching that movie and everything. It's just like a bunch of bunch of weird kids, you know, think they can be superheroes, <laughs> you know, and everything. It's like, man, what the hell? I'm definitely in, you know. So I had got a good time watching that. I had had I love that movie so much. I remember, <clears throat> I remember pitching. Uh, I think I remember pitching. You, uh, you, Doug, and Nick, an idea kind of similar, you know. Oh yeah, kinda, I remember kinda, that. Kind of similar to that because, you know, I, re- I really, you know, uh, I really, I uh, sort of like I en- enjoyed that movie growing up. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I give it a, I give it an A. So. All right, so I, I just texted you guys what the costume looked like from 13 years ago. It's like 14 years ago. Yo, goodness, <laughs> that's incredible. That's, All right, so, <laughs> I remember that's called God. Wow, so cool. wow, and young Fletch right there, man. Oh God, it was the most the cheaply made costume too. It was so shitty made. I was freezing because it was like cold in Chicago. Uh, wait, Moses, w- would you be interested in seeing a, a reboot of the franchise? A Ruby, uh, a, a, a movie or series? So apparently it's going to be a tri- film trilogy mm. with the first one already done. Wow. What Matthew Vaughn said. Yeah. Well, Matthew Vaughn can call me if he needs, That'd you know, so, a director yes. for, the, for the third movie. You know, I had an idea. You know, and uh, it's still in my mind. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, I will, I will definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. You know, for for it, if he's uh, making it, because you know, like those were like, you know, that was like a really rated R movie. That's, and oh yeah, watch it. <laughs> oh, this is some, this is some crazy, you know, stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be in. Hundred percent. Take my money. 
especially with like Kit Girl when she was like what ten or eleven and she was fucking just yeah. murkin dudes. I was like, I'm in love, bro. I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, and also I would they haven't said anything. I would I would hope it would be I mean I mean depends on what what comes out, but I would love for it to be a theatrical release. But given how bad the second one did, it's, you know, we'll we'll see. I think it would do so good. You know, I think so too. I think times, so too. You know, uh, I think it would do really really well. I think so too. If they keep the budget modestly like decent, like the first one had a better the first one had a budget like I don't know, like thirty mil. Like keep it like that. Keep it like lower to mid tier budget. And just kind of do a lot of practical stuff. Don't do it too much. I think it's. I think I think it's like going to have like a way way bigger budget, and it yeah. kind of shows. Let me see. Yeah, I I think it's harder now to do a budget if it's like a if it's action related and everything because you still need right. you know VFX or some CGI um, done you know in general. Right. So it's it's it, it most likely would probably be around like 50, 50 mil or uh, sixty you know uh, around yeah. that ballpark. So. Give it, give it like the Joker in the first Deadpool was like fifty five, yeah. sixty. Yeah, I can see that. Good call, good yeah. call. I can see that. I can see that. All right, so we have Kick Astons. I give it an S. Nick give it a B. The boys give it an A. That drops it down to an A. So we have right now Kick Ass at an A. All righty. On the next movie of his filmography, we have twenty eleven. 2011 it is x-men first class a movie that i think definitely saved and rebooted the x-men franchise in all the right ways i think it's a super fun movie great cast good casting from jennifer lawrence to uh james mcavoy michael fassbender and thanks to that movie we got x-men days of future pass and then after that mm, not so much. So, <laughs> um, I'm giving this a solid A because I remember because that same thing. I remember I saw it. I was like, I wasn't the biggest X Men fan growing up, but I remember seeing it with Joel. Actually, I mean, me and Joel saw it actually, and I remember yes, Joel was like, did. "Yo, bro, gotta see it, bro. You're, you're tripping, bro." And I was like, "No, I want to see." It. He goes, "Come on, man, go see it." And I was like, "Fine." I I went there. I liked it. I remember Joel was like, "Yeah, I told your bitch ass you're gonna like it," and I was like, "You're right. You you were right." So I think it's a really great prequel, but also it's a great reboot for the X Men franchise that it needed because after X Men X Men Three and how bad Origins was, they needed a win, and I thought Origins that Matthew Vaughn came in and killed it. So I'm giving this a solid uh, A. All right, Nick, why what would you give X Men First Class? I'm gonna give this one a solid S. This Ooh, one, cause, oh, okay, okay, because like one, I just I love the X Men characters, and like I heard, I remember I was like a little kid, I used to just kind of like type in because I was a huge comic book nerd and I love superhero movies, so I would just type in like whatever, like superhero, and then just like movie, and then like search, and I would like kind of just like scour the, the web and see like are they making a movie about this guy or this one or whatever, and um, to my surprise, I remember it was like. I think I think 2010 was was when it dropped or like whenever um whenever the Wait trailer dropped because I didn't I had stopped like doing that for a while I had stopped like looking into like okay they're making this movie that movie so like when I was I was on YouTube one day after school and I saw like X Men First Class trailer and I was like I I I, I just thought that it was like a fan made trailer <laughs> and like I clicked on it and I was like hmm that was pretty good and like I was like that was a little too good, you know, to be like a fan trailer. <laughs> so I like I kept watching. I was like, this is this is fucking dope. This is fucking dope. The little like guitar um 
like musical part that that plays with, and it's just oh, like yeah. an empty. It's a shot of um the the empty chair uh, from Professor X, and then like my favorite part of the trailer was um it was like the scene at the end where uh young Professor Xavier and young Eric Lencher were talking, and he was like he's like Killing Show will not bring you peace, my friend, and uh Magneto was like peace was never an option, never an option. like as oh, it, it's like so bro that went so fucking hard, bro. Like I loved it, and then. Uh, the movie came out and I, and, you know, again, like the movie was really cool. I liked it. Um, like it basically introduced me, I think, to to Michael Fassbender as an actor, because I don't think I've seen him in anything before. And I believe X-Men First Class was the second film that I'd seen James McAvoy in. And um, yeah, so it just it basically kind of like Iloki took me by surprise. And like, I loved all the the promotional art for it um the movie again was like very fun it was really cool like I, I feel like they're trying to i feel like retroactively it was a prequel i think like when they were making it it was like yeah this is just gonna be a reboot um but then it was like it was so successful and people were missing like the older x-men that they're like okay fine we'll do like days of future past i think that's that's just my my personal theory yeah, like we'll reboot that. it and the, but we'll still give you guys like what you want. So, but and also like out of all of the uh, reboot X Men movies, all the James McAvoy ones, I feel like X Men First Class was just the best because I just I like it the most. Like Days of Future Past was cool, but I think I enjoy it a little less than everybody else does. I, I wasn't feeling Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix was also just a disappointment to me. Garbage. So it's like, it, what's up? Garbage. <laughs> yeah, for real. It was just like, I feel like X-Men First Class was like the only like like real good one. Yeah. No, I I, I think I like Fates of Future Past a bit more, but I thought the First Class, what they were able to do and kind of reinvent and just like looking back at it, like how they were able to like bring back the X-Men franchise from the dead after two awful movies. They definitely yeah. did their thing. I think Matthew Vaughn was the perfect guy to do that. And it's a shame because he was supposed to do first class, but Brian Singer goes like, I want to come back. And they give it to him and his bitch ass, fucking weird ass. Got, you mean got Days of Future Pass? Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. So yeah, so Days of Future Pass. So apparently Matthew Vaughn, of how well first class did, Fox goes, hey, do you want to do uh, Days of Future Pass? And he goes, I would love to. So he had script and directing, right? And then mm-hmm. Brian Singer comes back and goes, you know what, I kind of miss X-Men, actually. I'm going to come back. And Fox says, okay, see Matthew Vaughn. Deuces, we're out. No, they shouldn't have done that. And we're like, huh? So if you hear the same interview I mentioned with him and Joshua Horowitz on that podcast, uh, he was saying that, yeah, they kind of said, thanks, bro. See you later. And he was like, oh, okay, sure, I guess. So he still, got, he still got screenplay credit with Jane Goldman, his writing partner. Mm-hmm. So that was that, but he just kind of think I think it's supposed to do uh, Fantastic Four at one point too, but that didn't obviously didn't pan out. I think got producing credit, whatever, but who knows? But okay, so as for you, all right, Joe, X Men First Class, what would you give it and why? I'm with Nick. I gotta give it an S. Uh, I grew up, yeah, I grew up watching X Men, and so you know, and like Nick, not gonna lie, I. The same thing happened to me. I thought I saw I was on YouTube just scrolling and mm-hmm. like I saw it and I legit thought it was like a fan made trailer where I was like, Oh, this would be a dope ass idea. Yeah. And then I like, you know, and then I see and I was I looked at it, I was like, This 
is not a fan-made trailer. What the fuck? Because I, you know, the who posted what I what was it fucking. I don't remember, but, you know, I was like, oh, shit, this is, I think this is a real movie, and, like, uh, and then, you know, it popped up on a, an, uh, on a, on, you know, TV commercial, I was like, fuck, it's a real movie, yeah. and, you know, then I told Doug by, I was like, fucking so excited, I didn't know, I, I only knew one actor, which was James McAvoy, because I, I, I loved him in, uh, was it Wanted, you know, with, uh, Angelia Jolie, and, and, uh, Dude, dope movie. Fucking love that movie. We bought it. My parents bought it for me, and I just kept watching it on repeat. Loved it. And so I was really excited. And then, you know, I watched it. Story's good. There's one character death that's bullshit. Uh, oh, and yeah. people are yeah. still talking about it to this day. Um, and, you know, but overall, it was just a really good movie. And I have to say, like, this was, this actually was an introduction to uh to me to michael fassbender and his acting just just sent shivers down my spine like his acting was so fucking phenomenal it was just mind-blowing how good he did and how well he did magneto and i just i loved it like oh my god him james mcavoy just they both killed him but michael fassbender carried that movie just just way further and i i i i loved it and his portrayal of uh magneto is just fucking dope as fuck so i gotta give it an s yes all right okay here we go i also thought that kevin bacon was a good villain actually i thought he was good he was a good yeah i i never expected to see kevin bacon as a as a villain but you know once i saw him i was like oh yeah actually this is interesting and I think it's one of the best cameos ever when they go to see Hugh Jackman and he goes, I'm Charles Xavier, I'm Eric Thing. He goes, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, <that was> funny. <laughs> and they go, all right. <laughs> all right. And they leave. And he looks back. He's like, whatever. And he gets a cigar. It's, it's, it's so good. It's Appar- apparently thing. that scene was ad-libbed. So um, like they didn't know that he was going to say it. So like that reaction was like kind of genuine. <laughs> it's so good, dude, and it's so funny. Like, doesn't even doesn't even fucking like like hesitate. Goes, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. All right, Moses, X Men First Class. What would you give it, and why? Uh, I would give that a a uh, a F. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, that's that's. I get about that. To have our first real podcast fight right now. <laughs> it was about to be more on the podcast, man. The real movie fights. <laughs> this was about to be your last podcast. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> a week. No, I get. I, I give that. A, I get that a B. Uh, B plus. Um, you know, because uh, that was you know one of my favorite you know uh, X Men um films. It wasn't like my my like favorite one, but it was definitely one of them. You know, uh, and everything. So. Um, and, uh, I, cause I, I really like, you know, Days of Future Past, you know, a, a lot. Um, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I really had a good time, you know, watching it and everything. Uh, I can't really say much cause I don't really remember so, so much of X-Men, you know, first class. Uh, but I do re- remember it as almost kind of like, um, almost kind of like, you know, uh, like, um, like, you know, um, like them getting to sort of like uh, know each other as a team or right. trying to basically become a team 
and everything. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the one thing I kind of enjoyed about it, you know, seeing all these, you know, seeing, you know, uh, Magneto sort of like, a, you know, um, get to sort of like understand his powers and everything, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which was, I thought, which, which I thought was really, really cool, you know, and, um, and, and yeah, yeah. So, um, I give it a, I give it a B plus. So. Hey, give it a B plus. All right, so with two S's and a B and an A, that drops it down to an A. So not an S, but we're still giving a very very good score. So right now we have where is it? An A? So now we have Kick Ass at an A. We have X-Men First Class at an A. We have Layer Cake at a B. And we have we say Stardust, whatever, at a C. Okay, All okay. Interesting. Alrighty. So next, so Took a break for a few weeks for a couple of years, and then out of the blue comes this trailer. I think it premiered with X Men: Days of Future Past, a movie called Kingsman. And I remember me and seeing this in high school with Joe. Him and I were like, "Huh, intriguing." And the trailer looked good, but we were like, oh, "Okay, whatever." It wasn't until we found out it was rated R, and they showed a red band trailer for it, and where me and Joe go. What did, where did this come from? And we were just like hooked. We were like, oh, we can't wait to see it. And then Fox goes, yeah, we're pushing it back from October till end of February. And me and Joe were like, fuck, no way. Like, come on now. You're, you're teasing us, man. You're giving us blue balls. Like, come on now. And I remember being so hyped for this movie because of the Red Band trailer. Because I was like, wait, it's rated R? There's some violence to it. Sam Jackson's kind of playing this kind of funny lisp kind of villain-ish thing. I was like, okay, let's go with it. And I remember seeing this with Joe and some other friends. And we were like, yo, this movie's awesome. Because it was it was fresh. It was unique. It was a de- it was like more like a, a different take on kind of the spy James Bond, Mission Impossible kind of job. More James Bond, obviously. And I was like, this movie's fucking awesome. Like, the the score, the introduction to um, Taron Egerton as a, as a director, as, sorry, as an actor, Sam Jackson as a, as a villain, uh, Colin Firth is so badass. The, the scene that got me for sure was the, the pub scene, where they're in the pub, where the manners make the man scene. And I was mm-hmm. like, this movie's fucking awesome. And I remember going to London during my semester abroad, and we were walking down, and I was like, oh, I know this street. I was on the tour. I know this street. And sure enough, you see the Kingsman Taylor, where they, actually, they filmed the movie. And I was geeking the fuck out. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool, whatever. Um, I'm giving this also a solid S. I love this movie. I think this is definitely probably one of my favorite spy movies right behind Skyfall, I would say. Uh, it's so much fun. It's hilarious. The action's so badass. It's clean. It's slick. It's sexy. Um, and it really showed like I'm like a different turn for Matthew Vaughn as a filmmaker. So yeah, I'm going with an S. Uh, Nick, my friend, what would you rank the first Kingsman? Kingsman the Secret Service and why? The first Kingsman, I would rank an A because, as you mentioned it, it was kind of like a fun, like, like new generation twist on on James Bond, and I love the James Bond franchise and series, so it was kind of it was cool, basically just seeing like, like young James Bond, you know, cause, yeah. and I, I just I really enjoyed that, and the the scene that sold me on it, like the man is maketh man scene, that that was dope, that was dope indeed. But the the scene that like really really sold me on this movie was the the one take 
uh, church scene. Oh, yeah. Where, like, you know, they're all under that mind control and they're just like going hams. Like, I was like, yo, this oh, is insane. God. That and then the, um, the, the, like the end scene where he, he has to like go in solo and basically fight everybody by himself. That scene had me on the edge of my seat. Like, especially once it got up to when it was like him versus, uh, Sophia Butella. Yeah. And she had like the, the knives for feet. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I, like, my heart was pounding. I loved it. And it just, it, it, it was like this movie just didn't hold back any punches. And I like that. I like that. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's an A for me. A for you. All right, Joe. Someone who saw it with me, what would you give Kingsman the Secret Service and why? I'm going to give it an S, man. Yeah, uh, let's go, baby. <laughs> let's go, baby. I, I have to give it an S because, you know, it's just a stunning movie. It's memorable as shit, dude. Like, like everyone remembers the fucking movie, man. Like, the fucking manners make a math, man, whatever. Fucking fantastic i i loved it from beginning to end like you can ask doug like i i usually talk during movies where i like i'll lean over and say like some commentary but for that movie i was just i was quiet i was my eyes were stuck on the screen i was just watching it i loved it so much and then that fucking church scene was wild where i was like damn they don't do us they don't do scenes like this ever it was just the acting the story just all of it the action especially was just was so just so good and so just just phenomenal i i loved it so much so i i have to give it an s i i, I will forever give it an s it's such a great fucking movie it's so it's so good i remember like i think we had to convince our friends to go see it because they were like it looks kind of lame and you know we're like what are you talking about? This looks fucking dope. I remember you and I were like counting down the weeks till King who, we were like Who did we go with though? Hold on. Who did we go with? I was think... it uh TJ David and Warl? No, was I, it I, I think it was Carlos Galliano and two other people. I forgot who else was there. It wasn't gifting given. I think so. I, for, I forgot. But I remember I remember like you, me, I think Galliano were like, we want to see this moment. Maybe it was no, maybe it was Carlos. And the rest of the group were like, yeah, no, that looks kind of whack. And I was like, really? Like, it looks, what's the trailers? It looks so dope. I'm like, yeah, I, they were not, but then again, they weren't really big movie fans. So I remember true. that. But also, they, yeah, they, they were, they didn't want to see it. And I think me, you, and Carlos were like, well, we're going to go see it. So y'all can come with us or not. Cause like, we, at that point, we were like, no, we're going to see this no matter what. Like, we have to. So, and they yeah. And they went. Yeah, they did because <laughs> they had nothing else to do, <laughs> and it was freezing, and it was fucking yeah. cold, and it was yeah, cold. Yeah, they had nothing else to do, so I was like, all right. I'm, I remember having the biggest laugh too. Was like at the end too. Again, sorry, spoilers. It's been ten years, almost. Yeah, ten years. No, yeah, almost ten years now. Where at the end, he goes, "We give me a kiss if if I say the world." <laughs> she goes, "If you say the world, we could do it in the asshole." I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> a good you, motivation for any man. <laughs> I mean, he just takes, he just takes off. It takes off, and it's, it's, it's that pause. He goes, "I'll be right back," and he just takes off. Not and it's so, it's so good. All right, Moses, Kingsman: The Secret Service. What would you rank it, and why? 
Uh, I will I will give that literally, you know, an, an A because okay. that movie was was um, you know, was nuts. Uh, you know, especially one thing I loved loved about 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 that movie overall was literally the action sequence and also the camera work in the action sequence too as well. You know, the first time when I watched it, I was like, man, like like the ash action you know sequence and when it comes down to you know the camera moving you know i thought it was really really cool so um you know i enjoy that movie you know um a lot and um yeah i had a, I had a really really good time so um i give that i give that an a uh and what, what do you guys mean about s i don't really i don't i'm not i'm not i, 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 don't, I don't yeah so yeah, a lot, a lot of these. So a lot of these tier lists, they do S of this like ten out of ten, like like mm. like like near near masterpiece almost. And I don't give a lot of movies tens anymore because you know I think my voice has changed a little bit. I'm like that was a little kind of naive as a kid. Uh, I I I'm like yeah, yeah I'm a little older. Uh, S to me is like pretty much near perfect. Like A A is like amazing, awesome movie. But like S like to me like I have a few movies that are like tens in my opinion like. Uh, Rocky, the first Creed, um, Blade Under twenty forty nine, The Dark Knight. Like, there's there's a few, excuse me, there's a few where I'm like, oh, do the right thing is a ten with me. Like, there's a lot of movies that like I will say like, hey, it's a ten. It's like I was it's one of my favorites of all time, and that's definitely up there because I remember seeing it like three more times in the theaters when it came out with my dad and some other friends that we saw it with. So S is like legit, like God's like top tier. Like, it's pretty much near perfect. Um, and yeah, a lot of little podcast, a lot of other podcasts do it too. And I was, I'll just do it as well. Uh, cause a lot of, a lot of the tier lists come with like the S, the A, the B, like, I think all like the Marvel and DC stuff too, they have like, oh, S. And I think I would put like Avengers, Endgame, Black Panther up like in S category or like Winter Soldier, stuff like that. So like S is kind of like superior, like it can't be touched in a way. But from what I saw in other podcasts basically is that since you guys gave it A's, it's, it's it would go it would be it would be an A. So like even though me and Joe gave it an S, both gave it S's, the A the weight brings it down a little bit. It's still A is still a good score, good grade. Like don't get me wrong. Like I wish I had A's like this and grown up. I, I didn't. I was a C C student as a C plus plus at best. <laughs> um. So with that, we'll put out an A, but it's still a good ranking. It's not, it's not D. It's not F. Not haven't seen or there's a, there's a tier list that says D F haven't seen or the lower behind that is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna put Kingsman the gold, Kingsman the sorry the Secret Service at an A. So again, as a recap, Kick Ass is an A, X Men First Class is an A, Kingsman the Secret Service is an A, Layer Cake's a B, and Stardust is a C. All right, last few here we go. So then of course Kingsman comes out. It's a huge hit, makes a lot of money. Tanner Egerton now is a huge star. Uh, does very well internationally at the box office. Great critic review, critic responses. And of course, Fox goes, we're going to greenlight a sequel. Why not? So this, so next one, obviously, next movie is Kingsman, The Golden Circle, a movie that I remember I was like, oh, hell yeah. One of my favorite movies ever. They're going to do a sequel. Sign me up. And I think the, tra- the teaser was really cool because it was a 30 second, it was a 45 second trailer, had a Frank Sinatra song. You saw people like Holly Berry, Channing Tatum, Jeff Bridges, Pedro Pascal, young Pedro Pascal before he kind of blew up. And at the end, it was like, oh, by the way, Colin Firth is back. And I was like, ooh, that would have been a really cool surprise. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I 
probably am, I don't know about you guys, but I'm one of the few that really do does like Golden Circle. I think it's a lot of fun. It definitely loses its charm, though, compared to the first one. I think it's it's not as clever or memorable as the first one. There's some cool things to it, like the opening chase scene or the scene on the, on the ski resort with Pedro Pascal and the cool suits, whatever. Uh, but I guess it's a little kind of goofy when they go to the, they go to Texas and the Statesman stuff and like the the dancing kind of when like you know you know <laughs> when they're on like the drugs or whatever. Um, it's a little silly, and I was like, oh, this isn't the same charm as the first one, even though I still like it a lot. It's not as clever or as just kind of like smart and sexy as the first one was. So I would give this solid C. Again, still enjoyable. I own it in my collection. I probably own that movie, but I would give it a C. All right, Nick, what would you, what would you give Kingsman the Golden Circle and why? So I'm with you on this. I liked it a lot. Um, I I was a little bit let down because like the the you know I I I really loved the first one. The trailer for the second one just had me so hyped. Like when they had that Frank Sinatra song, I thought yeah. that was really cool. But, you know, like you said, it didn't quite have the same charm that the first one had. It was just kind of like it was a fun movie, but it just it felt kind of flat for me. And some of the choices that they made, I was like, I just wasn't really feeling that, you know. And so for me, I have it as a D right now. I enjoyed it. But just for the sake of this list, I have it as at a D. Rightfully so. I was I was kind of. C minus C. I was like, oh, I'll keep out of C, but I, I see what you mean. Because it, it was it came out, people were like, oh my god, I like Kingsman, because it was like everyone loved the first one, and everyone was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, what's second? Even my parents were like, I remember watching it with them, they're like, the hell is this? And I was like, what do you mean to go? The first one was so good. I was like, it's still good. I remember my parents were like, no, 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 no. This, this ain't a chief. Like, no, 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 no. What's, what's going on here? And I'm like, yeah, they ah. wasn't feeling it. I, yeah, so, yeah, okay, D. All right, Joe, what would you give the Kingsman, the Golden Circle? I am with you guys on that one. I'm going to give it a C. Yep. Uh, like you guys said, it lost its charm. Like it, it felt like more of a money grab type of movie instead of, you know, continuing the story, continuing what, you know, could really been good. I feel like if they took more time and thoroughly thought out the, the, the story of it and how they want to play it through, I think it could have been better, uh, but it did fall flat. Um, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as the first one. The first one was phenomenal. I truly did love the first one. So when I saw the second one and I was let down, I was a little heartbroken uh, for the direction. And um, I feel like the pacing of the movie wasn't all that well either as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it felt like, you know, like you were watching it. But at the same time, it was like, you know, certain scenes went on a little too long like or some parts of the story and then other things were just like all right cool and then kept moving and it's like uh, okay you know so yeah <laughs> yeah and also holly berry is wasted holly berry yeah. is wasted they wasted yeah. her. they could have used a lot more of her and i don't think julian moore was a good villain compared to like sam jackson because I don't know. She's kind of doing this, like, yeah, and this thing happens too. Also, the cannibalism thing. I was like, yeah, I'm out. I was like, yeah. yeah she was. She was just kind of yeah. playing that trope of like, I'm a crazy lady, but I act all like polite and nice, but I do all these like yeah. kind of crazy evil shit. 
the only saving grace for the ending was um for two things the uh the sacrifice you yeah know that's I mean? my part Armstrong, right there that, yeah. and uh and elton john elton john was funny elton, yeah. elton john, john was, <laughs> what was did you do weird. to me you bitch <laughs> <laughs> so good it's so funny <laughs> Come on, come on, let's play this song. Fuck you. <laughs> it's so good. And I love how that movie, thanks to that movie, we got Rocket Man. We got Terry Eggerton playing Elton John. So yeah. Yeah. out of that movie, we got Rocket Man, a good performance from Terry Eggerton. So yeah, respect, respect. But it's 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 good. It, it's it's yeah, there's some parts of that are, are are fun to watch, but but I remember at the end. So I remember seeing this with Moses, Nick, and two of our friends at the time. Oh, at, the yeah. en- at the end, when he when he walks out, Jane Taylor with that fucking like tight suit, the fucking Mr. Peanut hat, we <laughs> laughing, bro. We were like, all right, bro. Like, this yeah, I was like is this, yeah, I was like, is this gonna be what part three is about? Is it gonna be him? Yeah, I was like, all right, bro. Like, we we can. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. no, nah, we're, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing like, oh, this, bro. <laughs> uh, all right, Moses, Kingsman: oh. The Golden Circle that we all saw in college at screening. What would you give it, and why? Uh, I mean, I, I had a good time, man. To be honest with you, I had a good time watching that movie. Um, you know, because because I because I went in there because the one thing I look forward to when I went in to watch, you know. Uh, the first one was was a little bit of, of the action sequence that they, that they showed in the trailer, yeah. and this one, you know, was even was even a little bit more crazier. Yeah, for and everything sure. when it comes down to the action sequence and everything, you know, uh, I, you know, of course, the storytelling wasn't you know like all all there, you know, and everything. But you know, I went in and I was like, yeah, better have some like cool as you know sequences and everything. You know, and uh, fucking Pedro Pascal was in it, and Channing Tatum and Halle Berry. I was like, man, I mean, you got my money, basically. So um, that's that's what I went in there for when it comes down to watching the movie. So I give I give it, a, you know, I give it a B because uh, I had a really good time, um, you know, watching it and everything. Uh, especially that, like, you know, SmackDown, like. Like, uh, I, f- I forgot what scene it is where, you know, this character, I forgot who does it, but kind of picks him up from, from like, from like the waist and like kind of, you know, like slam dunks him down into, into like, you know, this like little, uh, this big, like, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, this, uh, this like, like diner machine kind of thing and everything. And his head is like all the way split open and everything. So. Oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You guys know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, that that fight, that fight sequence was crazy. Was was nuts. You know, uh, when I launched in the theater, so I had a good time. You know, I give it a I give it a B. So. Yeah, it's a fun. It's 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 a fun movie. Uh, again, not again, not as good as the first, but I would agree with a lot of what you said. It's fun. The action scenes are there. He knows how to do action very well. I think that translates in all his movies, including this. When you see Argyle, like, oh, it's a lot of Kingsman esque to this. Um, it's fun. It's fun. I might change my mind about that. Maybe down, I probably rewatch, probably watch all these movies and kind of may change my mind. But for now, I'll give it like, still a C, C plus. I do feel like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to be had. It's not as like sharp or as clever as the first one. But I I remember, I remember having a good time watching it with you guys when we saw it in college. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it was fun. a fun time. So with Moses giving a B, Nick giving a D, and then Joel not giving a C. 
kind of balances it out. So we're going to put Kingsman the Golden Circle at a C. Mm. All righty. So next we have The King's Man, a movie that got screwed over a lot because of Disney buying Fox, COVID, more delay. They didn't know what to do with the movie. They didn't want to put another rated R movie out because of the studio. I don't, 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 don't buy Fox then, Disney. I'm just saying. And there's a lot. Movie, this movie had a lot of problems just because of like delayed, delayed, delayed. And I think I read something. I forgot where, but I think it was like Disney had a little bit of interference with it just because of the merger of Fox. Because it was because ma- it was made because it was made under no. So it was made by Fox for, before the acquisition happened by Disney. But originally, it was supposed to be a series. It was supposed to be the King's Man, a prequel series. Matthew Baum's gonna do all episodes. Right, write, write, write them all and direct them all, but it'd be a, a mini series. And I think Fox goes, no, 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 no. We want to do it as a, as a, as a film. And he goes, well, I think we more work better as a, um, as a, a series. I agree with him on that. But Fox was like, no, no, it's gonna be a film. You're gonna like it. But it was supposed to come out February of 2020. COVID happens. ago. nope. All right, coming out summer 2021. Nope. All right, how about fall 2021? <laughs> nope. It comes out like, I want to say Christmas or New Year's of 2021. And does not open well. First off, too, they should have known better. You don't open up against Spider-Man No Way Home. That's a big mm-hmm. mistake. And also, I think that also had the Matrix opening up the same weekend. So you had three movies. You had Spider-Man No Way Home, Matrix Resurre- Resurrections. Yeah, Resurre- no, what's the, what's the fourth one? Resurrections? Yeah. Resurrections. Yeah, yeah, it was. Resurrections. And then, uh, and then four, and then, uh, then you, then you have the king, then you have the king's man, then you have the king's man, um, uh, coming at the same time. King's man, the king's man does not do well, not good reviews. You know, it's a, it's a, it's unfortunate that it kind of came out when it did. Uh, but it, you know, it poor timing, I would say, on the studio. But I think it's a fun movie. I think it. Has a more serious tone than the other two movies. I think goes kind of goes back to the serious tone of the first one. Still comedy at times. The kind of weird thing with uh, uh, the actor who plays the lizard in the last few Spider-Man movies, Rizafons, that's his name. Yeah, Rizafons. Yeah, thank you, Rizafons. He's kind of doing this kind of weird like hippie thing that kind of worked the timeline, I would say. But mm-hmm. I really did like the World War One aspect too, as well as like kind of like the origin of like where they come from. I think Ray Fiennes is a phenomenal actor. And I liked where like where it where it went. A little predictable at times, but I think it's definitely an improvement over Kingsman Golden Circle, but not nowhere as good as the first Kingsman. So I would definitely give it a C plus. C plus. I think it's a lot of fun. Improvement over the over Golden Circle, but I like that it went back to the seriousness of it all. And I appreciate the prequel aspect of kind of like the old school technology and kind of like the origin of the Kingsman stuff like that. Uh, Nick, what would you give? What would you give uh, the King's Man, and why? So I liked the King's Man. Um, I, I did have fun watching it. They had my boy Jimon Hansu in it. Oh, he was so good in that. He was good. And I was like, I, I need. I like. You know, I, I want to see a sequel, and I want to see his his role. Um, you know, expand and grow, and I want to see like where they take his character. And you know, um, Ralph Fiennes was really cool in the role. I like the the father son dynamic they had. Uh, excuse me, in the movie, and I like the um, there was something unexpected that happened to the sun, oh, and yeah. I was just like, yo, I did not see that coming at all, so, and I, I liked how 
just how heavy it affected the movie basically i thought that was cool but um and i liked there was i believe an end credit scene and it was it was cool it was like, okay that would be an interesting a uh, sequel um the villain for this one he was interesting uh uh they had they had aaron taylor johnson in it for like two minutes which i was kind of like oh yeah that's right yeah i was like what is again like it's one of those things where it's like i like the actor but they didn't do a whole lot like it feels like they could have just casted like anybody so i don't know if they were trying to set him up for a sequel or something um but i i I think um, I didn't enjoy this one, though, as much as Kingsman 2, which is why I put it right underneath Kingsman 2 at an F. Oh, interesting. I liked it, though, but it's all like really, really close together, though, because I do enjoy all of these movies. It was just like 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 the King's Man. It was like it was cool. And there's a lot to like about it. But something about it, it was just like. It, you know, it just kind of felt like it was missing something. It wasn't. It wasn't quite all the way there for me. Damn, bro, an F. Yeah. <laughs> no, respect, <laughs> bro. That was wild. Wow, I was thinking D. He was F, and I was like, oh, I was like, I was. All right. Hey, 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 you know, you act like you act like No. An F for not fun. Oh my Don't ever say that to me. me I don't know. F for I don't like Marvel movies. What are you talking about, bro? What? (laughs) (laughs) This is is Kingsman. Oh my god! (laughs) Fuck out of here. Um. All right. I mean. It's funny. It's funny. I don't, the post Chrissy you mentioned again. This again. This movie's been out for three years. Three years now. I remember Joel goes. So, so he came out here for, to, to visit. Joel goes. I bet you it was Hitler. And then sure enough, <laughs> who are you? Adolf. And Joel goes. Yep. Called that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what a what a crazy fucking uh, like sequel bait. Like goddamn. Dude, I was, I was like, like, I was like, I was like, first Stalin, Hitler next. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. And, then, and sure enough, it was. He goes, they call him Adolf, and I was like, and Joel goes, yeah, if I can call that. All right, Joe. Move that you and I. Our last movie that you and I saw together. Uh, what would you give the King's Man, and why? I'm gonna give it an A. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, cause uh, I I enjoy it. I I thought it was pretty good. You know, it was missing things because obviously I felt like the original format for it was a TV show to you know prolong it, you know, draw out the story. But you know, since Fox didn't allow him to do that, he couldn't do it. Uh, so you know, he had to shorten it. I feel like that's what really was a big problem. But overall, I think the movie was a really fantastic movie. I thoroughly did enjoy it. Uh, I also liked how they tied in the uh, the history, you know, actual history into the movie, not just about like that, you know, the Russian royal family, but you know, like how. You know, while they're driving on the street, the guy shoots him. That's an actual, like, historical thing that happened as well. Um, You know, and I just, I don't know why, but everyone's portrayal of Stalin is always fucking different. And it's always intriguing. (laughs) Like, dude, every, like, if you watch... if you watch any movie with Stalin, it's always different. There's always like a different portrayal of Stalin. There's no like one way to do him. His looks stay the same. Long beard, long black hair, black outfit all the time. That's fine. 
but the portrayal of Stalin is always very different. You know, right. like they even have Stalin and Doctor Who. Um hmm. and they all and in in that one he dances as well. For some reason I guess Stalin liked to dance. Uh just wanna dance. <laughs> yeah, you know, the murdering craze, you know, yeah. You, you, you with, with the long the long black hair and the, the beard and the, the, the dark robe? Yeah. No, that's Rasputin, bro. Rasputin, sorry, not Stalin. Rasputin, my bad. <laughs> Every Rasputin, I'm not good with names. Uh, Rasputin, right? Yeah, whatever. Rasputin, Stalin, close enough. Napoleon, uh, Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Stalin doesn't dance. <laughs> tomato, tomato, no, potato, potato. You know. Uh, anyways, Rasputin, my bad. Rasputin, every portrayal of him is a little different, so it was interesting. Uh, but I, I, I did very much so enjoy it a lot more because of the seriousness in it, a lot more than the second one. I feel like this one, story-wise, and you know, uh, you know, the 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 pacing of the story did a lot better than the second yeah. one, and I also was able to keep me intrigued enough to just continue watching it. So I'd give it an A. I'd, yeah. Alright, give it an A. Alright, so A, C for me, and Nick got an F. Alright, Moses. King's Man. King's Man, what would you give it and why? Uh, I mean, I definitely wouldn't give it an F, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> give it dog shit. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a tough grader. <laughs> uh, but, okay. No, to be honest with you guys, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I did not. Um, I've not watched it yet, so uh, don't don't come at me or anything. I've not watched the film. I'm going to, um, you know, uh, yeah, I've not, I've not watched the film yet, so, um, so I can't really give it give it a grade. So, uh, if I did give it a grade, it wouldn't be an F, though. I'm playing little not not down to. But uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Can't wait till you watch it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, w- w- yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll text you. But oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. De- definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely watch it because it, it's definitely worth the watch. But I, I mean, it's definitely something that like it could, it should have, it probably should have been the kings, the kings, Kingsman three. But yeah, I get he wanted to like, explore the universe because he own, he owns the rights to the universe, so might as well. But you know, it's, it's cool. It's definitely cool. A lot, a lot of cool action scenes too. A lot of cool action scenes that like. It was very cool. Has kind of the World War One aspect of it too. Um, all right, so not most not seeing it. Joel had an A, I had a C, and then Nick had an F. So it's kind of kind of bounces out as a C because we have two an A, two below is an F. So all right, we're gonna put the King's Man at a C. So before we do our last one, and again, I'll feed just me and Nick ranking this one for now. Uh, but, we, but 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 we can go we can go back to this list. I'll say I'll say go back to this list when when Moses has seen the King's Man and when uh and when uh J- Joe and Moses have seen Argyle. I'll say this list for future reference for another podcast episode. All right, so <laughs> a quick quick recap before we close it off with me and Nick ranking Argyle. Uh, we have at A Kick Ass, X Men First Class, and the King's Man, the Secret Service. At B we have Layer Cake. C we have Stardust. As well as Kingsman the Golden Circle and the King's Man. All right, Nick, I think you said it already, but just a recap for Argyle. What would you rank it? B plus, A, S, dog shit, or haven't seen? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, 
<laughs> no, I liked Argyle a lot. I think I would, I would, I would give it a B. Obviously, I would give Got it a him. B. It was solid. No, nah, just kidding. Bro, imagine he goes, I'll F. I'd be like, no, don't betray me like this. Please. No. I'm like, F. Minus. It's like this hella fucking reverb Bro. on my voice. Dude, that would have broke my heart because I'm like, damn, I thought we were we having a good time, bro. The movie's on Tuesday. Come on, man. Don't do me like this. Oh, um, man. Fuck Argyle. Fuck Matthew Vaughn. <laughs> fuck Henry Cavill. Just the whole fucking list. There. Well, right now, if our fellow critics have given it an F, apparently, because now it's thirty five percent Rotten Tomatoes, which is that's very ridiculous. Sad. I, very I do sad. think we saw like a different cut of the movie. We must I'm telling you, they, they they watched the King's Man apparently in your eyes, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I w- I would give Argyle a solid B B plus for sure. Uh, it was yeah. teetering B plus and X. I had so much fun with it too. I think what people are saying too that are like this movie, like Nick and myself, is that. People just forget to have fun at the movies. Like, we don't want anything to be serious or this way or this way. Just have fun. And I, and boy, I swear, boys, you, Moses, and Nick, Joel, I think you'll love this movie because you guys love the Kingsman franchise. It's so much fun. The cast is so much fun. They do a great job. It's Sam Rockwell. is so much fun to watch. But I think you're going to have a fun time with this a lot. So we're going to put Argyle at a... B. All right. So again, just to recap one more time, we have Kick-Ass at an A, X-Men First Class at an A, Kingsman the Secret Service at an A, Layer Cake at a B, Argyle at a B, Stardust at a C, and the Kingsman Golden Circle at a C as well, and the Kingsman at a C. And that concludes our first ever tier list. Way to go, boys. We did it. Our first tier list, the Matthew Vaughn tier list. So uh, hope you enjoyed this tier list episode. We have a lot more in store when it comes to DC or Star Wars. Um, again, why do all hates why do all hates Disney so much? Or you know, or maybe that me of a fall, uh, Moses. We fall with about people falling. We, we can do a tier list. <laughs> wow. But uh, but yeah, guys, this was this was a lot of fun. But yeah, we will update. It. I will say this right now. I will post this tomorrow, and then I will uh, say this for future reference. But Joel. Take us home, baby. All right. Now is the perfect time to start plugging y'all selves. We're going to start with Nick. Go ahead. You can find me on YouTube at Donning Vision and on Instagram at Donning Vision, all lowercase, all one word. And you can find me anywhere that they have uh, podcasts. All right, Doug. You guys can find me, of course. My personal page on Instagram is at the Young Jones. You can also find me at Twitter slash X at Capri underscore Sun S O N. You can find our socials for the show um, at Midway Avenue Productions, and we uh, uh, for Instagram and on TikTok. Okay, Moses. Uh, you can find me on I I G. Um, uh. Uh, at Moses Lowey underscore uh, as well as Threads, uh, I'm I'm kind of kicking it there sometimes, uh, and everything you can find me there too as well. Um, I just made a website. I finished yeah. my website. Plug I it. finally completed that. Um, so you can find it at directedbymoseslowey.com. Um, it's uh, it's all my work that I've done. Not all of them, except you know the work that I did when I was you know back in my you know freshman year and undergrad and all that stuff but most of my work are, are there 
uh, that I've directed, uh, that I've written. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm proud of the website. So I hope you uh, uh, go ahead and, you know, check it out. And um, if you have any questions, let me know. So, yeah. You can follow me on Twitch at the LG Cuban Rican. I game there pretty often, as much as I can. Um, all right. Well, uh, don't forget to, uh, you know, comment, uh, you know, leave a review uh, about our podcast and to follow us on our social media and share us with your friends. That'd be very much help. Uh, all right. Um, thank you all for joining us on this verbal journey through our thoughts, opinions, views, and mad ramblings as we usually do. Uh, we love that you guys join us every week, you know, listen to us and uh, enjoy our banter between each other and our views, whether they uh, align with yours or are against yours. Um, you know, we're trying to grow this community to be much bigger than it is to find people who, you know, want to save space to enjoy or hate uh, movies or shows that, you know, other people might not feel the same about. Um, we thoroughly thank you guys uh, and we uh, love doing this show and we can't wait to be back next week. All right. Uh, stay safe. Have a good morning, afternoon and night. Deuces.